Hello, it is Monday, May 10th, 2021. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. I know there's a lot of shit that could penetrate your ear holes. The fact you allow us to do so, we are eternally grateful for. We have Adam Thielen on, okay? He talked massive amounts of shit. <laughs> Feels like he actually kind of got caught up a little bit in some bullshit, but he's a great conversation as always. Same with Sham Sharania, AJ, the boys. Let's have a Monday, shall we? And remember, if you like the show, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never, ever happened. Cheers. We'll see you on the other side. I look like I'm 12. <laughs> All right. Oh, I don't know about that. There's Wadsworth Big Chain. Well, anything to distract <laughs> from my face. You know, this is an interesting moment here. I have not shaved uh, my face my entire life, basically. Since I had a little bit of scruff on my face, probably 16, maybe 15, I was a late grower. You know, the facial hair does not come in that strong. Ever since I had some, I always kept some on. Now, my face, not the best. So anytime you keep a little scruff on there, it at least, you know, it became like my look. Now, every once in a while, I'd use uh, something that wasn't the lawnmower. Right. Oh, man. Or like uh, where you can have the, and I would mess up and I would have to like, you know, maybe like down to a one or something like that. But I always had something on Friday to commit to a bit. Huh. <laughs> to commit to a bit. Uh, being Vince McMahon on Friday Night Smackdown Throwback Edition, I was bullied into shaving my face. Jeez. Okay? Bull Michael Cole, all right? Come Michael on. Cole was one of the leaders, all right, of that bullying. Uh, don't be a bully, be a star, is what I thought. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and Michael Cole goes, uh, you know, you could, you know, really commit here and, and shave your face or whatever. Because he had an awesome look going as well, which oh, yeah. didn't make it to air. The only thing that made it to air was the denim. He had frosted tips. Oh, in his man. I mean, he had a whole... He he committed to 1999 Michael Cole. Like, And by the way, as a lifelong fan of the WWE, whenever he walked over to me with his frosted tips in, I was like, oh, my God. You're back. You're, yeah, look at you. <laughs> you look exactly like you used to look. It was awesome for the throw. And then, you know, he starts talking. Maybe you should, you know, because you're Vince here. They got the wig for you. It was too small for my head. It felt like my uh, forehead was in a rear naked choke whoa, the entire whoa. time. But they they had the thing on, you know, had the, had the suit, you know, had the tie, did the whole thing. Wore some dress shoes for the first time. Got blisters on the back of my left heel mm. and my pinky toe on my right side. Ferragamo, shout out. Uh, some Italian trying to take me down from my feet during the day. But... I, I was like, you know what? You're right. I guess I should. A lot of people on WWE that were like, hey, got to do it. This is awesome. We remember this. You did this, you know, for the character, for the bit. You did it. You did it. I'm like, yeah, I did it. So I shave it. I immediately look terrible. Okay. <laughs> have to go get some more uh, makeup on. Then we're outside. We're shooting a bunch of shit. All right. Everybody got a chance, I think, on social media to see me coming out of my Bentley. All right. That, out of my Bentley. Yours. My old, old Benjamin Bentley made the trip down from uh, Indiana to Florida for this particular maybe setup. I get out of there. I do an entire, you know, smacked out, you know, an entire oh, yeah. Vince McMahon thing. And immediately following. And I couldn't. I'm not saying like immediately as a joke, but I'm saying as soon as I walked off of that screen, like literally right as soon as I get to the other camera, we go back. How do we feel about it? Let's watch it. Foxy gets a text from somebody that works with WWE. They're like, hang tight or something like that. Mm. So WWE people make that sound. I go, oh, Vince is coming. All right. Hey, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Like, no, that's not the case. They come out. Everything's been canceled. All right. No. All right. No. All right. So I walk back into the building. All right. At this point, 
Everybody who was, you know, motivating me to shave my face, uh-huh. they had heard about what had happened, about the wig being gone mm-hmm. and the whole thing, you know. And you can wear the suit, but nothing else really about doing it. Everybody, as soon as I get back in there, everybody's like, oh, sorry, man, so sorry. That's on, that's on us. Sorry to hear. Oh, <laughs> we hurt. We hurt. Sorry. So sorry. It'll grow back. It'll grow back. This is four days. Nothing. Oh. You see that? Nothing. This might grow back by the time I'm 40. <laughs> That, that last one took 34 years. You know what? That that beard was older than Jesus fucking Christ. Jeez. Okay? Jesus lived to 33. This thing's never coming back. I look like I'm 12. Uh, it is a weird thing to see. My mom's pumped. I My bet. mom and okay. I, you know, had a conversation yesterday. Happy Mother's Day, by the yeah. way. I hope everybody celebrated. We had a conversation. She's like, first time I've seen my baby's face in like... Ever, basically. She was like, you look very young. You look handsome. My mom loved it. My wife, very positive. It's going to grow back, babe. Whatever you want. You look good. This whole thing. Me, I look in the mirror. I'm like, you fucking turtle looking son of a bitch. (laughs) You know, this morning, I almost tried to put mascara on it. I was thinking about doing Hollywood Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? I I watched Booker T's doc last night. Got a chance to see Hollywood Hulk Hogan again. Uh, The little throwback to the WCW days. I was like, oh, I think I have that amount. Like, I could... I could roll some paint on this thing. I think it would catch yeah. on to the little, little tiny thing. But I probably don't have a beard for another two to three weeks. It's going to be a long time coming. I apologize for that. The boys are here at Boston Connor. If I could grow a mustache like you have right there, I would do it immediately. The thing about mine is it will never come back, so I am very envious of you, but you look great as usual. I mean, by football season, you'll at least have a little bit more stubble. No, you know, I hope there, so. there is something on the you know the other side of the horizon. You'll get there. Plus, you can and, spin it into Mother's Day. You did it for your mom. Yeah, but I didn't. Listen, <laughs> I, did it, I, did it, I did it for Vince McMahon. Yeah. You know, I did it to be Vince McMahon or whatever, which... I was going to be Vince on Vince's show mm. in front of Vince, right? So that is, I was watching the film. I mean, oh, yeah. I was, I, not enough. I, I, I didn't think I did enough research before Friday, but once I got to Friday, it started to hit me. I'm like, yeah, I'm Vince McMahon on Vince's show in front of Vince McMahon. And Vince does not like that type of shit. Like Vince does not, he does not like any acknowledgement. Yeah. He does not like, he does not like to be thanked by people. He does not like to be mentioned by people. He does not like to be anything. And I'm going to be coming out like, you are fire. Like I'm going to be doing Vince McMahon. So I like, there was a good like, you know, I had a moment with myself where I was like, fuck, okay, this could go real bad, I guess. Like, you yeah. know, this could go. So I started watching videos. Okay, I was trying to get it down. The walk, you know, which everybody mocks and everything. Like, I, I figured that out with the, the rhythm of his head, too. He has a little D'Lo Brown, which nobody really taught. Not as much as D'Lo when he came out, but when he would walk, his head would go back and forth. I mean, I did, like, real research. I was excited. Yeah. I thought there was a chance we are going to do something magical. And then all of a sudden, you know... It's over. The ass. Sorry, guys. Hey, you're going to have to go redo your makeup, too, because they did the makeup as if, you know, you still had the wig and the thing, and your sure. hair is probably going to have to get. And we only got 42 minutes so until the show you starts. Better get on it. So go ahead and get on it. <laughs> but hey, I understand. I respect it. I appreciate it. Wish I didn't shave. And while shaving, I wish we would have stopped at the mustache oh. or the handlebar or even the chops. But oh. guess what? Everything had to happen within three minutes because we're going to go and film something. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. see you later. Yeah. yeah. It's a bad day. And it all got shut down in three minutes. Is there any chance uh, Evan Foxy's going to be able to release the tapes of, you know, what was missed? Possibly the basement oh, tapes, if we you will. Have, we have a lot of stuff. It's good. 
By the way, not only Foxy, WWE was following me around. Yeah, okay. yeah cuz that clip they they posted was awesome and it feels like that was the tip of the iceberg. They there. were following me around all day to create like I think a documentary of me becoming Vince McMahon. <laughs> oh man. That's real. That is <laughs> even while I was putting the suit on, they even had like the shot of like the skin as I was tightening the thing, they had the the entire thing as the wig was going on, they were on the, the makeup, the whole thing. I mean, there is then there's me walking around the arena. <laughs> oh, my God. There's so much. So the vlog, probably on Wednesday, we'll have some of it. Ooh. I don't know what will be left for maybe Doc down the road as opposed to right now. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, it should be shown pretty well the depths that we want to to make this thing happen. And then it immediately, immediately getting flipped on its head and being like, all right, well, would have been cool. Maybe next time. Maybe next time we'll do it, and we'll just go ahead and jot this one in the back as, like, learning experience. This is a learning experience, but now I have to deal with it for at least three, four weeks. Yeah, well, is there – that's what my next question was going to be. Is there tape on who exactly pressured you into, you know, shaving your face because you can start making the list It's here. very obviously oh, Michael yeah. Cole. Okay. Oh, man, did you, did you ask him to shave the soul patch? Because you should at least have to do that. Michael Cole did commit. Okay. I mean, listen, Michael Cole – He was all in as he, well. Yes. Yeah. Michael Cole, since the beginning of his career with the WWE, has fully committed to everything. There was times there where he was The Rock's literal punching bag for yeah. like three, yeah. four weeks. But without Michael Cole, that scene can't happen. You know, like so it's Michael Cole has committed to the WWE fully at all times. He he just, you know, he was wondering if I was gonna do the same. Oh. You know? Because I am test. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. On Vincent Kennedy McMahon's show while Vincent Kennedy McMahon is watching. You know, it just seemed like... Gotta commit to the bit. And by the way, he wasn't the only one. Okay, there was others. Mm -hmm. But it did feel like... felt like Michael Cole was potentially at the beginning of like, you know, this could be epic if we... And by the way, there was nobody else in that building more excited than Michael Cole about me being Vince McMahon. (laughs) He's the only one who really got to hear any of it because we're doing a lot of, you know, planning and setup. He was very excited for it. So I think when he had to tell me afterwards that it was over, he like he was he was like, I am, um, you know, like this is we'll keep it different down the road. I'm like, hey, listen, not your fault. I understand. Oh, Let's move on. That's the way it goes. Okay. If we could get me a prop fucking <laughs> yeah. before we get started, right that'd now? be fantastic. But I'm enjoying the hell out of that SmackDown stuff. Yeah. I mean, from what you told me too, that didn't make the show. The intro that Cole had oh, for you my God. was so magnificent. Oh, I mean, I didn't so want to bring it up, but I was past it. It was hysterical. It might have been our biggest moment we've had in some time oh. on the internet if that's allowed mm. to go. Well, maybe they'll use you for season two, Young Rock. Ooh. Yeah, maybe. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Maybe that'll happen. Absolutely. Happy Viva Lazito, Evan Foxy, Jason McVie, Nick Morado, Ty Schmidt is here. This ain't about me anymore. Just know that what you're looking at is something I don't enjoy. And I think I have to do this. You know. Oh, the giraffe? Yeah. The, Let's stretch it out. This is what you got to do, I think, you know. Yeah. Whenever you got, like, just a jug head and neck that's just coming. <laughs> yeah. No, hey, I hear you. You know what I mean? My body is completely connected from here all the way to here. It's just basically the same size. Mm-hmm. It is a tough thing to do. Need the beer to get back. It'll come, but never give away the neck. We should all shave our beer in the office. Good. Ty? I do. I think it looks pretty good. You look like fucking Don Johnson in Miami Vice. Yeah. <laughs> get a pink suit for you. How about get this a Corvette one? down there. Ooh. Look at that. 
How, yeah. how bad? Did you go to go? Yale? Yeah, Harvard. Which Ivy League? School? I came through the side door. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Came through the side door. Me and that guy. Uh, what you guys do this weekend? At Ty Schmidt, I saw you were back in Iowa. How was? Yep, it, it was good. You know, saw the fam. Uh, little bridal shower. Uh, it, it was nice. Yeah. What know? was that? I seen you with a picture there with a sash on. What? Yeah. Was it? I, didn't, I didn't do that. What no. I don't, well, my my aunts uh, they weren't there, but they sent some stuff, and it it was just for like the because we're getting married on the East Coast. A lot of people uh, in Iowa aren't gonna go out there so uh yeah just a lot of those people and then uh some of my brothers were there family got a little little tuned up maybe a little too tuned up but you guys had a couple adult beverages yeah yeah Uh, i lost my phone for about three hours or so but i did but it was a good weekend thank you found it i did find it it does have a little bit of water damage now but i did find it okay got put in some rice yeah got put in some rice time to get a new one um i'm happy you guys had a great way it looked like a blast though yeah it was it was uh it was good i mean we're getting close now so now like after that i feel like that was kind of like the last thing and now it's like hey you know wedding's right around the corner so congrats congrats yeah Hey, aside from the beard, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was okay. Yeah. It was good. It was really good. The, um, you know, got to watch some stuff, Ooh. hang out. I, I slept till noon mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yeah. Oh. That, that was, I woke up and I was like, God damn, what time is it? And my wife had been up for like four hours. She's like, it's noon. And I'm like, golly, I got to figure that out. But watch some movies, oh. you know, obviously. Got a chance to chat with the moms. Uh, that was nice. Uh, watch two things, though, I would recommend. Okay. okay. Nef- this is Netflix, HBO, well, Apple. Apple is one of them. Oh. So, obviously, the Sons of Sam, Son of Sam yeah. doc on Netflix. Worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Okay, worth a watch. think it was done by the same people that did the um, hotel thing. Oh, okay. uh, what was the hotel thing? Uh, the one, oh, Cecil? The one, yeah, Cecil yeah. Hotel. The Cecil Hotel. Because we all watched the Cecil Hotel, and it was like five, six episodes or whatever, and we mm-hmm. said, you know what? Could have been two episodes. Mm-hmm. thing about Son of Sam could most definitely be two episodes. Oh. I mean, could, but Maury Terry, who was the investigative reporter who wrote this entire story, you know, tried to take us on a ride and everything like that, and I respect him a lot. And I also believe it was the process. Okay, there was an occult involved. I think people Absolutely. need. To, I think people need to understand yeah, that. This is not a one man job. Worth a watch. I did not know about the um, the Son of Sam thing though. No. I had no idea. I was born in 1987, which is a pretty crucial date through that entire thing. 1987, June, actually one month after I was born, something happened in it. And I've heard in rap songs, "Son of Sam, Son of Sam, mm-hmm. Bubba, Son of Me," or whatever. So I knew that what like it existed. That was crazy. And then oh, I yeah. started thinking about that. The world back in the 70s, let alone New York City, but just the world, people were able to get away with whatever the fuck they wanted. Anything. Oh, yeah. Like, back in the day, you could get away with whatever. That's why I, I understand that stats say there's serial killers everywhere. And I think, by the way, a guy who killed the uh, Delphi girls are, is potentially, allegedly maybe a guy that was involved in that case Linked. is potentially been arrested or whatever because he had a kid locked in his basement or something. Jeez. This guy has two ta- the tattoos of the Delphi girls with tears all over their faces like as tattoos on his arm. Really? So everybody Jeez. just assumes this guy is potentially something, I forget his name, I won't say his name because I might be wrong, but I guess people are saying he was potentially a serial killer that did that. And I know that they, they exist out there, but man, back in the day, people could just move a couple hours away and do whatever the fuck they wanted, literally, or travel even like an hour and do whatever. That's insane to me. I don't know how everybody operated back in the day without 
I mean, I would assume there was just terrible people all over the place. I'd assume that was the Especially case. just the crimes. Like, the Berkowitz and, like, the other people who were linked to it, they were just walking up to car windows, firing shots, and walking away. Well, like, yeah, that is wild. You're going to learn some other stuff later if you have not finished it. Oh, really? Now, I got I mean, one more left. I got the last one. Now, you're going to watch the last one, and you're going to say, I could have just watched this one. You oh. know, because they do, like, a full yeah. top to bottom, and they kind of explain it all. But it's a nice ride, I think. Um, Percy versus Goliath is another one. Whoa. Okay. Percy Scheiser, I believe, from Saskatchewan, Canada. Oh, nice. Saskatchewan. This guy was just a farmer. All right? Yeah. He's played by uh, um, Walken. What's his name? Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. I think that's the guy, right? He was in that mm-hmm. ping pong movie. Yeah, Balls yeah. of Fury. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. he was in that movie. Yep. So Balls of Fury, that guy plays this farmer or whatever, 77-year-old farmer or something like that, who ends up getting sued uh, by this Mancanto seed GMO creators, basically, because somehow their seeds ended up on his farm and he wasn't paying them a license to use their their seed. Whatever. You would think it's a very boring movie. Yeah. Not bad. Hey, we got the Supreme Court of Canada involved up Ooh. there. Yeah, they have to wear costumes, I guess, up in Canada. Whenever you go to Supreme Court, you got to act like you're going back, way back they in have, like, the, the day. Wigs on no wigs on, but the the full costumes. It was a pretty good little thing. I learned a lot about farming, though. Hey, there are some manipulative bullshit happening in the farming world, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I would assume so because, you know, I mean, there's a lot of land disputes where people have, where stuff is more valuable and, I mean, shit, farmers make a lot of money, so. Well, I think Big Corpse, by the way, uh, I don't know if this is still happening. This was happening in 2001, I think, maybe, is when it all happened or 1999 or something like that. Um, Feels like a lot of big corporations try to take advantage of farmers you oh, know yeah. what I mean try to set them up say hey these farmers are a bunch of stooges out there little they know those farmers are looking right now and say fuck you I <laughs> oh yeah and that is that is what Percy did I, that is kind of the story of this Percy guy so I, I I enjoyed it a lot because it was about something that I knew nothing of but of course big corporations are getting into the farming world and taking over gritty corporate fat cats what did do you su- expect did the Supreme Court look like Santa um in their photos no I go ahead that's the, the first video, that first foot that popped okay, up. Okay, so this is probably a Christmas version, but the, the, the two tie things yeah, down here. were hanging over like a, uh, a black robe, oh, basically. Gotcha. And it wasn't just the judge who wore that. The prosecuting uh, or, oh. or the attorneys for the big corporation, that were six of them, they all had to have their costumes on. <laughs> the defense lawyer for Percy had to have his costume on. And then Percy, the farmer, was just sitting there in his own like, suit or whatever. <laughs> it, it was pretty, but they had like seven lawyers attacking this one guy and it was very it was just very fascinating it, there's nothing new really out no, no i love nothing. a good courtroom drama too if those are done well those are very very entertaining you know walken was a pretty good actor oh yeah, oh, yeah. he crushes it still got it you bet what was he he, he was in something else i know too wedding, wedding crashers, crashers. Yep. yeah there mm-hmm. it is that's the thing all right anyways enough about my weekend with no fucking hair <laughs> uh joining us now is a man who uh just did a podcast where he said the entire city of Green Bay, Wisconsin stinks, ladies yep. and gentlemen. Minnesota Viking wide receiver Adam Thiel. Yeah! Adam, how you doing? I'm pretty good. Thanks for uh, you know adding fuel to the fire the last couple hours. No, I have not. No, we have not done that at all, Adam. Um, how are you? It is great to see you. You look amazing, pal. I'm good. It's good to see you guys. I love being on the show. Love seeing you guys. Um, 
Uh, but uh, yeah, just crazy, crazy times. Okay, let's talk about the crazy times. You said, and we quote, and we might get this wrong. Yeah. Maybe a, you said the worst stadium in the NFL by far. <laughs> it has the least updated technology. Yep, yep. Uh, they pipe in wind and sound in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got bleachers as if this is a high school only. amateur rinky dink place. Don't yeah. forget only porta potties, no bathroom. Porta potties. You got to walk two miles from the visiting locker room. Uh, you're talking about Lambeau Field. And, and do you want to clarify any of the statements you made there? And how has it been uh, in the firestorm? I assume that you have been sitting in here for the last day or so. So this just puts a little bit of a uh, glimpse on the firestorm. Uh, I woke up this morning and showed my wife everything, you know, blowing up. And, and she goes, what are you talking about? Lambeau Field's the best field of all time. Like, <laughs> my wife, she like, loves going to games there. And, uh, but, yeah, so, so I'm not here to defend myself. But I, I do want to put a little context on this. Okay. Uh, to start the conversation, I said it is one of my favorite places to play. And, uh, you know, then it went into – and then it went into, okay, well, I've heard, you know, they, they said, you know, I've heard that, you know, it's not the nicest stadium in the world. The locker room's not that nice. And they wanted me to elaborate on that. And I, you know, went into saying what I said and uh, and end up getting killed for it. So um, I will say that I, I love playing at Lambeau. You know, the tradition, the history. Oh, yeah. Convenient. And, and I will say my favorite thing about Lambeau is coming out of that little, little tunnel coming to walking out to the field you know fans th- pouring beer on you and you do a lambo leave stuff like that it's, it's great but uh but yeah i said what i said and i'm getting killed for it so it is what it is <laughs> did you have any idea i guess when you said it in the moment that it was going to cause like, like a stir i took it as honestly i was like he didn't really say anything bad about lambo you said it's not luxurious okay i think people in green bay like hey it's good we're here to watch football that's what we want to do and obviously you didn't really like you weren't killing the facilities you said the the away locker room isn't great, which I think if you would build a brand new stadium, I would make the locker room garbage. I wouldn't paint it pink like <laughs> Iowa, but I'd make the away totally. locker room just garbage. Single ply toilet paper. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing. You're right. Yeah, you're 100%. Well, I think it's funny. I think it's funny because, you know, when you do these podcasts or come on these shows, you don't, you don't even, you're just kind of talking with the boys. You're just kind of hanging out talking and you don't really think about those things. And, and I actually, actually recorded it a long time ago when I was out in Arizona and with, played golf with those guys and, uh, they're great people, by the way. You should have them on the show. Uh, but um, but anyway, so I didn't even think anything of it. And then all of a sudden, stuff starts blowing up and getting killed. But uh, but like you said, you know, like I was just saying, you know, what what it looks like. And, and that's not a bad thing. You know, it's kind of I think it's kind of cool to have that that atmosphere of just backyard football. You know, it's it's you you nothing like rolling into Lambeau Field when you, you drive on the bus and you're going through like houses and all of a sudden there's Lambeau Field. I think it's pretty cool. But. But anyways, it, it is what it is. Listen, Adam, we are obviously trying to stir shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You should not <laughs> feel bad at all about what you said. Now, with that being said, I'd assume coming out of that interview, you know, talking to the wife, like, hey, love the con- hey, That went well. Those, Those guys are cool. Say, I mean, yeah, they got a chance to talk a little football, we talked a little Lambo, talk a little golf. I had a great I had a great time. Then all of a sudden here a couple weeks later it comes out and it's like, I did not know Jeez. that was gonna happen. <laughs> that is that, that's funny. How is your golf game? You uh you get better this off season or worse? It's it's pretty solid. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Uh, my ADHD is still still pretty bad, so uh, I, I'm not as consistent as I'd like to be, and not scoring the way I am. But man, I've I've been hitting the ball better than I've ever hit in my life. Uh, you, I wish I could make some putts. 
Are you doing football stuff now too? How's this whole thing working with the whole uh, NFLPA, NFL offseason, virtual offseason, uh, the the torn Achilles by uh, Jawan James from De- – how is this whole thing – how is this all coming together for you guys on your side? Yeah, it's, it's been quite a wild offseason just like, you know, hearing all the stuff, kind of being confused of are we supposed to show up, are we not supposed to show up, are guys going in, are guys not going in. It's kind of been – uh, confusing to be honest and just try to jump on all these calls and figure out where guys are at and, and what we want to get done and um, it's kind of confusing but but yeah just kind of tr- trying to train uh, through all that trying to take care of business get on these virtual meetings we've had for the last few weeks and uh, sounds like you know we, we might be in the building next week and getting back to work and uh, we have great conversations okay. with the coaches about you know trying to do what it takes to, to help this team win a Super Bowl. So uh, hopefully that's the case, and hopefully we can make strides towards towards that ultimate goal. You guys are back in the building next week? Uh, well, I don't know. I guess, I, it sounds like it. Hey, you're going to end up in shit again, Thielen. Yeah. <laughs> you mean just the, the Vikings, or do you hear other teams, or how's it work? Well, honestly, I think there's been a lot of guys already in the buildings um, across the league, and I think that's kind of why we're, we're at where we are now. It's like, well, there's already – a handful of guys in the building and and uh you know you, you don't have any leverage if if there's guys in there and, and going to work so um at the end of the day it's it's more of an individual team thing where you, you you try to figure out okay how can we compromise have communication with the coaches and the staff and and try to make it w- uh, what's best for the team you know taking care of guys but still being able to be around guys and and get work in uh but being smart about it that's all adam i uh... I, you already addressed the the Lambeau thing, which is okay because you you admitted last time you came on the show that you've been trying to play for the Packers, you know, and get over there and play with Aaron for years. So oh, we can yeah, just yeah, we can just right. avoid that. But uh, I forgot about that. How how weird would it be to like play the Packers next year? How much does that division change if Aaron's not the quarterback? Well, yeah, I mean it's it's completely different, right? Uh, that guy's one of the best to ever do it. Um, you know. He, uh, is a completely different. He's a game changer on any team, on with any personnel. You know, he, he's a game changer, and uh, definitely be different. But at the end of the day, it's it's a rivalry game. Uh, we haven't won too many times in Lambeau because of that. You know, it's a rivalry game. Uh, they've kind of owned the division for a long time, won a ton of Super Bowls, and um, you know that's that's as a competitor, that's who you want to play. That's who you want to beat, and that's why I said what I said about you know, there's nothing better than coming out of Lambeau with a win because because they do have that. Um, kind of, they have that kind of chip on their shoulder as as the NFC North champions, and with all the Super Bowls they won. So uh, that's as a competitor, that's what you want to play. You want to play the best. You want to knock them off their game. And um, yeah, it's going to be different. Uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, at the end of the day, it's still a rivalry game, and you're still going to get the best out of them. Hey, do do you guys think maybe and maybe you run this up to Zim or whatever? But do you think the week you guys play in Lambeau, you go play at some high school fields? In front of the bleachers, oh, you know, because maybe yeah. you with all that plush, like that new Viking Stadium. Oh man, so nice. I mean, it is the it's too maybe, nice. It is so nice. <laughs> I mean, when the mm-hmm. thing goes, yeah. the, the whole thing. Cool. Oh, it's so beautiful. Do you think maybe it is the bleachers and like the the rough and tough and like old school throwback attitude over there that gets you? Is that the issue? Like you're going into Green Bay and it's the bleachers get you off your game a little bit, Thielen? The bleachers have been just amplified since that came out. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but no, it's funny you say that because I was actually I was actually seeing somebody posted something and after after this all came out and it was uh, it was like 
check out these uh, NFC North stadiums, and it was like you know all the nice pictures of of the Lions, Vikings, and uh, Bears, Bears Stadium, and then it was a picture of of, of bleachers. That's all it was for Lambo. So. <laughs> Um, people are really taking this and running with it. Well, you're a terrible guy, Adam. Uh-huh. You're, a ter- you're a terrible guy, Adam. What do you have, Connor? Yeah, Adam, since you clarified that it's clearly not Lambo, just to keep the shit stirred here, uh, what is your least favorite stadium yeah. to play? Yeah, worst fan base? Uh-huh. Oh, man, you guys are really trying to get it. what's your favorite? I'll take it this way. So, so everybody always asks, like, hey, what's your favorite stadium to play in? You know, what's your least favorite? Things like that. And um, like I said, in this interview, I said, you know, Lambo is one of my favorite places to play. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it was it's one of your the best places to come out with a victory, uh, you know. And 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 on the reverse side of that, it's the worst place to come out with a loss because it's just it's just like oh, yeah. feel like you've lost the Super Bowl when you come out of there because you know the Vikings fans it like you just rip their heart out because you, you lost at Lambo and uh, the Packer fans are are continue to have those bragging rights, but. Um, I honestly, I love just crazy atmospheres. Uh, you go to the Superdome uh, uh, or the Mercedes-Benz Dome now um, yes. in New Orleans. Uh, you got you got uh, Seattle. I mean, there's nothing like those. I mean, you, you come out of there, you can't hear for a week because it's just electrifying. So um, I love playing in those kind of environments where the fans are nasty, and uh, you know, a place like Philly. You know, we played there in the NFC Championship game, and uh, it's just fun to play in those places that they hate you and. Uh, they want you to do terrible, and it, that's kind of as competitive to the place you want to play. I love those places as well. I'd assume AJ does as well. I, I, I think not enough fan bases understand how much a lot of players appreciate that, actually. Like, I think some people are like, oh, let these guys work or come to their job. It's like, no, I, I, I think we kind of enjoy it, actually, whenever we can look at somebody and say, hey, hey I'm going to smack you right in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. like, I, like, I enjoy those. At, like, Baltimore – I love going to Baltimore. I don't know if you get a chance to go, obviously, NFC as much. That place is amazing. Houston was absolutely amazing down there. I never got to play in Seattle. I feel like I missed out greatly there, but damn Speaking it. of Seattle, AJ, do you, do you know about the heckler? Do you remember that guy that sits out the locker room in Seattle and just kills people? No, right outside like the, the away locker oh, room? It, it's incredible. You can, you can hear him in the locker room. So the year after the year after we lost to them in the playoffs, uh, we missed the field goal at the end of the game, and Blair Walsh was still on our team, oh. and and you could hear the guy outside of our locker room for for literally the entire pregame, just screaming Blair Walsh, oh. Blair Walsh, like for for literally an hour and a half, and, and you hear him like playing his day in the locker room, but he's like literally the world's best heckler. I wish I could find the guy's name because he's incredible. Oh, that is beautiful. And he knows, by the way, that he can be heard inside that locker room. I assume the Seahawks were like, hey, pal, listen, we've been scouting you. We understand you're good. We're going to put you right above their locker room, basically. You can say whatever you want. That's a weapon. Good for that. We, there used to it's be. a weapon. Like, he's, he's getting in my head, like, before the game. Like, and, and he comes with the most, like, deep dives. Like, this guy really does his work. Like, I'm pretty sure he's paid by the Seahawks because – he does that good of work. Like he deep dives to get like to get you know stuff on guys that you would you're like what? Where did he even come up with that? Hey, that is true, sir. But what the fuck? <laughs> where where did that come from? Um, we can't thank you enough for joining us. Uh, you're the man. Did you see? 
the hit Darius Butler, I mean, you felt it whenever we played, but that was making its way around the internet as you were attacking Green Bay. Obviously, Packers fans were like, oh, the hell with this guy. And it just so happened to be great friend of the show, Darius Butler, killing you across the middle. Do you remember that hit? And is that the biggest one you've taken in your NFL career? Yeah, so so again, along the lines of when people ask me, oh, what's the biggest hit you've ever had? That That's the one that comes to my mind every time. Uh, it was it, that season was the only game I didn't have a catch in was that game and that was why he knocked me out of the game. Uh, oh, is bully, dude! Now everybody's tagging me in this clip and saying, "Hey, I'll give you ten thousand dollars to go do this to Adam again." Oh. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> but anyways, I, I was watching it. And I'm pretty sure it was a, catch. a hit on your head. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was a catch. So I should have had a catch there. It was a catch and fumble. Uh, but <laughs> that's a great picture there. I love that. Uh, but anyways, yeah, that was one of the be- best hits I've ever. And the, the best part about it was I, I saw the whole thing happening because uh, I remember it pretty plain as day. It was like a double move, and mm-hmm. I think I beat the corner pretty good, got on top of him, and, and Sam Bradford was the quarterback. He got hit as he's throwing. So I'm, I'm looking at Sam. He's getting hit as he's throwing, so the ball was a little bit inside it. And I'm, like, literally looking at Darius in the eye <laughs> as I'm running towards this ball, like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Just get killed. So uh, that was a good one. Hey, Sam Bradford, Kirk Cousins, similar? Uh, yeah, you know, I think it's kind of fun, honestly. You know, I've been able to play with so many different quarterbacks. Uh, everybody, all of them kind of have their, their strengths and their weaknesses, but – uh, Sam was one of the most accurate guys I've ever played with. I mean, it, it was it was just incredible um, the way that he was able to throw like a, a fade ball or get the ball like up and down. But it was like a kind of a happy medium of a you know throw it up in the air and let me run to it and like a line drive. But uh, I remember playing the Packers that year and and at Lambeau actually and and uh, was my most receiving yards I've ever had in my in my career. And it was it oh, was, I felt it pretty was, good. Yeah. Huh? Hey, I felt pretty good. How'd you go along? And it was it was literally all Sam Bradford. I mean, I remember a couple of those throws were just ridiculous. Like I look back at it, and like he literally caught the ball for me. Um, was able to do the Lambo leap that game, and and I dreamed my entire life of doing a Lambo leap, and was able to do it, and and got beer poured on me, and got booed pretty good by a bunch of my former college teammates were booing me in the stands, so it was pretty good. Okay, so is that when, when you did the Lambo leap, you're like, oh, this place stinks. <laughs> and then you got, I appreciate you, Adam. Uh, have a great day. Uh, good luck this upcoming season. I hope you kill it, as always. And uh, thanks for starting shit for us to talk about. If you could do that more often, we'd mm-hmm. appreciate it. I figured you guys would like that. Something to talk about on a Monday. Well, not just a Monday. We are in a yeah. dead time. <laughs> we'll be talking about <laughs> this on Wednesday. Yeah, anytime <laughs> you want to potentially. And we need to change his number now. Adam, yeah. we need to change your number, and then we need to know how much it costs to buy out your old number, the inventory, and everything. What do you think? I think number – What are what single digits are available for you? Well, well, that I, I actually was like, that's kind of sweet because my college number was number nine, oh. and so that's why nineteen. So I was like, oh, I'll just switch to number nine. And then I saw uh, Delvin Cook uh, was had was going to have to pay a one point five million dollars, and I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm I'm good. I'll pass. So you <laughs> haven't even looked into it? No, I haven't looked into it. I figured it'd be more than. Ten dollars, and I'm not willing to change for more. <laughs> the punter has number nine anyway, so thank God for staying away from that, ladies and gentlemen. Adam Thielen, good dude. Yeah, that's crazy though. That you know how the world works nowadays. He says, "I love playing in Lambo." Blah blah blah. I mean, it's nothing fancy. You can clip it right there. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing fancy. It's just like a throwback, and then all of a sudden, it's like boom. 
10,000 bucks, Darius, you take this guy's head off again. It's like, whoa, that's the awesomeness of the internet, by the way. Weeks ago, too, he'd completely forgotten about this until... <laughs> good interview. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, that's great. He's a good guy. You ever met uh, meet him in person? Yeah, I have. He's awesome. Great dude all the time. Great go I mean, unbelievable golfer, but also stud receiver. He's really good. Yeah. How about he had to pay to try out for the how does that? How does a guy like him like slip through the cracks, as they say? Where'd he go? He was at Marshall, Minnesota University. Uh, Mankato State, maybe, or oh, something like that. Mankato. Yeah. Minnesota, Minnesota State. If it was Monsanto, so by the way, that's the big Humble corp. That's the big corp that Percy no. Scheiser went after is Monsanto. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Minnesota State. Minnesota, Minnesota State. State. There it is. What's that, dude? <laughs> Wait, who, who went after somebody? Percy Scheiser, dude. Have a little fucking respect, yeah. please. A moment of silence. For Sorry, Minnesota yeah. State, Mankato University. Okay, okay. I knew it was a mixture of the. Okay, yeah, so Mankato. I hope I hope that has nothing to do with the Moncanto <laughs> seed GMO please seed no. company. Oh, Monsanto. Okay, my bad. Do you know what Monsanto is? Of course. What is it? Monsanto, the giant company that people they get a bad rap, I guess, for for GMOs for genetically modified seeds wow. and stuff. Nah, they don't get a bad hey, rap because Jay. of that. Which, by the way, they created the shit that kills the weeds, which also kills the uh, plant in the harvest. Then they created seeds to survive their own shit that killed everything, and it became the only thing you could use. Smart. So I mean, it was hell of a business move. But Percy Scheiser said, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, just because your seeds happen to blow into my field, I ain't fucking doing it." Nah. Uh, no spoiler alerts, but it gets to the Supreme Court. Whoa! <laughs> Percy versus Goliath, it's worth it. You should watch it. People go through many changes as we get older, isn't that right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30 and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My Whoa. God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No, no. minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30 and the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where That's they can get you. It's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those yeah. problems where you're like, well, wait a minute. Uh, which, can I ask a follow-up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay? <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but this is me versus you. Fuck you. That's how, I, that's how I view it. That's why friends at Roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production. I did not know this. They formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. You hear this, AJ? Roman's mm -hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function. They formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash USA. Their supplement contains vitamin D3, what? zinc, what? magnesium, what? maca, what? and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com slash USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. 
I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good news. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Camera Don boys have joined us in the yeah. studio. Yeah. Gumpy and Diggs. Diggs, I'll ask you, because Gumpy told me not to ask him. How was the weekend, pal? Are we making money for people? Great weekend. Got a new bet. No run in the first innings. Might be my new bet. Oh, I saw Ooh. everybody had been telling you that that should be your and new bet. And then I tried it on Saturday. Hit a three-team parlay with that. So parlay. you're raking in money on this baseball season Baseball's right now? Baseball's the best, dude. First five and then the no runs. Is this, is this because the pitchers are better this year because the new balls? They what? introduced a new ball. It's a little bit of a dead ball this year. The, I mean, the weather was cold. The weather's heating up a little bit. So overs are yeah. actually starting. They're starting to hit a little bit more. But. Oh, and they're probably going to change back to the good ball, too, because people are probably getting bored with this whole thing. I saw the only time they really make it into conversation is when somebody has a perfect game or a shutout. People like dingers. And then the immediate conversation is, is this good for baseball? And everybody says, no, 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 no. So fascinating because I do appreciate the work the pitchers have put in. Yeah. But it feels like if the MLB can't just let them eat steroids anymore, mm-hmm. like what used to happen, they have to at least give them a little bit of a, Good which luck. is a, a little pop off the ball there. Juice it up. Let's assume that happens again. Yeah. Remember this show had Tucker Barnhart on yeah. a year before it was announced that they had juiced balls that they were playing with. He was the catcher for the Cincinnati Reds. I think he still is. Yes. He came on and he was like, hey, they're going to say that there's nothing. These new balls that we've been using fly or whatever. And he yeah. touches it every single pitch or yep. whatever. And then I think like six months later it came yeah, out. It that during they, the playoffs that year it came out. They're like, yeah, we did juice balls. I yeah. if he caught, was he catching on yeah, Friday caught night? A, caught a no-hitter on yeah. Friday night. Wade T- Miley. He's a Golden Glove Tucker. Yeah, yeah, very good. From yep. Indiana. Cool dude. Great yeah. beard, by yeah. the way. He'd probably laugh right in my face. Joining yeah. us, he's a clean-shaved man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. Yeah. Hi, oh. What's up, man? You guys are twins. What's up, dude? Wow. I need to I need to have a clean shaved face. So you used like an actual razor, like an old man, and shaved it? I did not. I sat down in a chair, and somebody else did. <laughs> Oh, was it a straight razor? Uh, no, it was uh, it was a triple sorted thing. Oh, oh, oh Norelco. Yeah. I think so. Foxy, oh. Foxy, you remember Foxy film? Yeah, it. I was just calling it an electric shaver. I have yeah. no idea. Uh, I think it was a round one though. Round one. Oh, three of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Saying, so I think like, it was so you, go, so you could shave your chin. And I'm stuff. not. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not 100 sure, but I think and I, I my I was not happy about it while it was happening. So I I couldn't stop to do the mustache or the chops. It it was gone before I even got a chance to really blink or, or say anything. It was absolutely <laughs> gone. So it's a whole new me, AJ. You're looking at a new me for about huh? Probably three or four years now at this point. <laughs> hey, at least it worked out and the, the bit got on air. That was great, man. Well, it, that that did not get on air. That's the thing. It got on air. That's the thing. You know, and actually everything maybe else. they slid in towards the end. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you fell asleep. You were watching, but up with the family, obviously. You might have fell, uh, fell asleep at the end because big Saturday coming up, you know, a fight and everything. But, yeah, it never made the air, and uh, everything else that was potentially going to make the air got canceled. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Now I've got a fresh face. Yeah, I think you look good. I mean, you definitely look different, for sure. Thank you. AJ, there ain't nothing grow back. It's been for the Friday. There's nothing. There's I mean, nothing. You different. got a little bit There's of a 5 o'clock yeah, shadow coming stubble. in. Now, see, that's on my neck where they didn't shave. You guys are seeing oh. it. On my face, there's nothing. Like, it makes your... It, Hey, I think it makes their chain pop a little bit. Maybe you should always have it like that. Well, I put the chain on to distract from the face. <laughs> this is a gift from Connor, actually. Thank you, Connor. I appreciate it. It looks good. Connor's going back Connor got from my birthday. Appreciate that. You did grow some respect within the business, though. Yeah. And you can't put a price on respect. No, yeah. you cannot. Hey, you got any updates on Aaron? 
I hate to say it, but no, I do what not have any. What the fuck going on, AJ? Hey, are there any rumors out there? Like, are there any new not rumors really. floating around the internet, though? Well, I heard I heard you were on with Colin and talked about a TV show or something. Was he filming a TV show? Is that what you said to Colin? I don't think I ever said anything to Colin Cowherd about that. No, you said he's filming a TV show. He said he's mm-hmm. filming TV shows. And then I saw a trailer. He's on a TV show. Yeah. Connors. Oh, he's on the Connors. He's yeah. on the Connors as the, the Jeopardy Connors. host. With Dan Connor? <laughs> yeah, no, he's... I, I I saw the I don't know if Dan Connor or James Connor, it's the uh, sister though that that she's on Jeopardy I believe and Aaron's the host. Oh. Yeah, AJ didn't tell us that. Oh. Thanks a lot, so AJ. He, wait, he was on an episode of the Roseanne knockoff show. It's not a knockoff. Spinoff. AJ. Okay. Spinoff. I mean, yes. Continue. Yeah. My bad. Well, I mean the way you said. But wait, that. he was. On, remember Roseanne was on that ambient. Good yeah. lord, he called it Mickey well, Mouse Roseanne. She's not there anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, she did get run out of time. <laughs> See ya. They ran her out of the neighborhood. Real Don't quick. need you, lady. By the way, we'll create the same show without you. Classic ambient. Show still on, and Aaron's on it, dude. Aaron's on it, and then you. Bro- hey, I'm learning about it right here from you. I had no idea that happened. Okay, so you're out of the loop too. So none of us know anything right now. Is there? Uh, Is he retiring? From there big were TV? the uh, the fake Adam Schefter tweets over the weekend uh, the that he had been that he got traded to the Raiders. A lot of people were you know worked <laughs> up about that, but what do you know? It wasn't true. Yeah, so it feels like it's all just going to continue to go around carousel, and if you're not going to break any news, nobody will. There's some other things going on. DK Metcalf, AJ Hawk, he ran a ten three seven this weekend in a hundred meter heat. Okay, he did not win. He actually came in dead last. Yeah. All right, he actually came in ninth out of nine. But I will tell you what. There were people that were tweeting me as if I was wrong with my thought that the uh, the country of the NFL could win some Olympic gold medals if they wanted to. If they were to focus nine months to a year on the sport that they were going to go dominate in the Olympics, do you, the, the country of the NFL, I still believe would have a lot of success. If I was to put together a 4 by 100 team, I wouldn't have put DK Metcalf on that team. But then when DK said, hey, I'm going to run the Olympics thing, I was like, I caught Buda Baker. We should have had him on there. Yeah. Tyreek Hill alongside him, who yep. his nickname is the Cheetah because how fast he is. He came in dead last with a couple weeks of training here. He's also 50 pounds heavier than all these other motherfuckers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People were tweeting me as if this proved that I was wrong. I want to let you know, this proved that I was right. I'm even more confident at this point. If DK wanted to, after one year of training, if he was to lose 30 pounds, he might Usain Bolt that fucking thing like this. The weight, the get off, all the little things. Now, Grant, I know these aren't like Olympic gold medals here, but he was floating. Yeah. Yeah. All incredible athletes, all much faster than me or whatever, but people were acting as if this made NFL players look bad. I, I think the complete opposite, AJ, don't you? I mean, he ran a ten three seven. I don't. I don't think the general public understands how fast that oh, really yeah. is. It's unbelievable. For a guy of his size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also, it's like the horse races, you know, where it's like uh, I don't want to say the noses, but I mean, he's what four yards behind. Yeah. yeah. He's not getting like smoked by any means. Which in a track that is huge, I guess that is yeah, a huge right, difference. You know. But I assume if he worked on his get off mm-hmm. for I don't know maybe four months straight every single day, and uh, I would assume he'd be. A lot faster. And by the way, let's not. This is one year of dedicated life. Eat, sleep, breathe, whatever that sport is, like the Olympians do, which I have a lot of respect for. I just think there needs to be a little bit more respect on the amount of athletes and great athletes that are in the NFL. Plus, I think in the in the uh, country of the NFL versus everybody, track was going to be the hardest one to win. We said that too. Mm -hmm. Track is difficult. That is not an easy one because speed is speed. Hey, and you can't teach Speed. speed. Well, yeah. 
as well. It was striking though seeing him stand next to the the dude afterwards. Like, oh Jesus Christ, he is he's 45, 50 pounds heavier than this guy. This is unreal. Bro, and he was with him. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was his his stride. Look, I did not know he was an Under Armour guy until this. By the way, I had no idea he was an Under Armour athlete. Under Armour should be trying to maybe. Push that yeah, a little bit. bit. Maybe. It. Yeah. Maybe. Yep. I would have sold. If I was him, I would have tried to sell sponsorship on the back everywhere, <laughs> all over those tights, everything. I don't think he needs it. DK is going to get paid a lot of money, but, I mean, this is your chance to be a race car. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. maybe getting tattoos sold on me Ooh, if I yeah. ever get a chance to do something like that. Good for DK, though. But there, I was getting attacked by the Olympic community this weekend. I mean, it, it also at the same time shows you, like, how legit – runners are too like how fast truly people are like there's so much skill and talent in all different walks of life but yeah i think dk it's unbelievably impressive but yeah he got nine out of nine on that heat like you said i'm sure he could beat some guys if he had a couple more months but there's uh yeah there's talented people everywhere man go watch some high school play and i'm blown away i'm like how's this dude not the biggest star in the history of the world how is this the girl the lead she's not in movies every day like there's a lot of talented people everywhere uh, how about the goddamn kid from texas that's going to alabama next year Have oh you- boy have you seen this dude? Oh, the linebacker. The Yodel yeah. kid? What's what? that dude? She's talking about the Yodel kid? Yeah, he's playing quarterback at Alabama next year. What? <laughs> How Mason? Things... Mason Ramsey, yeah. Ramsey? The... Yeah, signed with Alabama. I guess he had like a huge growth spurt, gained like 75 pounds. He wow. Can fuck, yeah, he can spin. Bro, remember he, he, he was coming out like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like this big? Yeah, now he's doing that on the fucking football <laughs> field. going out of the pocket. <laughs> Bro, you Remember that? Yeah, every the time. Fox, he was doing yeah. that. How's your girl? How's your family? I uh, believe yeah. there's yeah. caption there. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Wow. I know, time flies, right? Bro, he was yodeling in Walmart what felt like yesterday. I know. Now he's throwing TDs. <laughs> Anyways, I don't think it's him. Oh. <laughs> I don't think it's him. What I was talking about was the linebacker. There was a linebacker. I just didn't see the picture. Of Hopefully we'll be able to. Kendrick Blackshire is his name. Kendrick Blackshire, mm-hmm. he is maybe six foot ten, four hundred pounds, and looks oh, like shit. he looks like he can just run faster than everybody as well. He's going to Alabama, and they're like, "Why? Why does Alabama always win?" You know, <laughs> yeah. wait until you see this dude. What's his name? Kendrick Blackshire. That guy going to Alabama. Holy hey. shit! Can we get him along, uh, uh, like next to others? <laughs> you know, let like, me see. I can see. If, yeah, he, is, this, is he what? 17, 18 max? 17 years old, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, that's, it's a 17-year-old? That's, that's awesome. I mean, Play, it's amazing. <laughs> playing the same position as A.J. Hall. <laughs> God. He's got to be an outside backer, right? you got a guy, that guy rushed the passer. He looks so tall. I would assume. And hopefully he'll wear a single digit all the way through his entire NFL career. The, the Arizona Cardinals are going to be the most swagged out team, I do believe. A lot of new players going there. So it's, uh, you know, you can change your number without having to buy out the old jersey numbers. Because if you're in the same place, you change your number, you have to buy all the jerseys that are left in inventory, both for the shop and in the building. Some, I guess Dalvin Cook, it would have been $1.5 million yeah, or yep. something like that for him to pay for that. James Conner goes to the Arizona Cardinals. He's wearing number six. Oh. Yeah, he's rocking a number six back. Here. Damn. Damn. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I don't know why. I have no idea. Braun? I sure I assume there's a reason why he's wearing a number six. AJ, what number would you have worn if you would have went to the Arizona Cardinals this year? Because I think Buddha also wearing a low number. Uh, where he's wearing number three. Yep. Uh, I think they're going to maybe JJ's wearing a number nine. You know? He should. Oh. He should. I mean, that team's going to be swagged out. Kyler Murray wearing the number one. Cliff Kingsbury with his feet up in that house. I'll tell you what, that owner hopped on his plane and said, we're going we're gonna to try to make a run at this thing. AJ Green comes in, obviously, alongside. We don't 
know if Fitz is coming back for 10 million guaranteed. Let's assume he will. That team could be good, and they're going to enjoy the hell out of it. Is AJ Green going to change number? He should go single digit for sure. I mean, it seems like mm-hmm. it's a thing to do over there. Two. I like number two. I would want to wear that if I had a single digit. Something just two. Our picture was sitting on top of a My Sports <laughs> update tweet. Some more jersey number update. Cardinals running back Chase Edmonds is now switching to number two. Cornerback Byron Murphy is going to number seven. And as also previously mentioned, Buda Baker is switching to number three. James Conner will wear number six. Wow. It is a hey, Arizona Cardinals are a fun team to play for. They yeah. are. Rondo yeah. Moore will probably wear number four. Uh yeah, maybe, huh? That's all yeah. Uh-huh. AJ Green was eight, Georgia. Ooh, there oh, we go. Oh. Yep. Hey, that team's going to be – they were so good last year. And then at the exact same time, they played like shit. <laughs> they played like shit some games. It was so expensive to me. It was so expensive to me that early, like, week five to eight, it feels like. Maybe yeah. five to nine. I was riding the Cardinals wave. Yeah, was just like, last leg and a couple parlays. What was just it, a 70000 How much was it? Yeah, $72,000. $72,000 parlay, Dolphins, Cardinals. Hey, Kyler was banged up, though, wasn't he? It seems like he was playing through a lot. Like I, that, I guess we didn't know about. I think so, too. And also, their kicker was short from like 40 yards or something. Like that. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Can't do it, dude. Wait, that's when they – that's when Nuge came in. Nuge started kicking for him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Their coach saw the same thing I did. It is the NFL. <laughs> Can't come up short from that close. Can't do it. Hey, did, what are we doing here? Has, that team has, could be great, though. Oh, they should. Yeah, they absolutely are set up to, to have a great year. But has Buda Baker come out and said how much it costs him to buy out his inventory? I would assume it's going to cost money. He's popular over there, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 The Fanatics will come out and let us know. Oh, yeah. We'll be. Fanatics are going to say, better. we ain't eating this. Huh. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think I'm eating that price? No, no. You want to do a little swagged out thing? Okay. You're going to have to pay us yeah. for sure. That's on you. Fanatics, by the way, are they headquartered in Tampa Bay? We drive by their building, yeah, and I feel building. like down there every single time. Beautiful building. Huge. They sell a lot of merch down there, I assume. I don't know if they're uh, locked in. Oh, you got Thielen coming on? Yeah, we got Thielen coming on nine minutes. He talked shit at Lam- on Lambo. Did you hear that? He didn't. I don't feel like he did. He said there's there's nothing like luxurious about it, which I take that as a compliment if I'm a football fan. Let's play it. We actually have it here. Let's hear what he actually says. This was on a golf podcast called Subpar Podcast. Oh. Shout out to them. Haven't heard of it before this. We'll listen to I've more. It. Yeah, it seems like they are good. I enjoy the hell out of this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Thielen. There's nothing better than leaving Lambeau with a victory. There's literally nothing better. So, What's that locker room like compared to what you have at Minnesota now? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, and the whole stadium's not nice. Yeah. You know, it's not. There's nothing fashion, fancy about it. Like, there's it's bleacher seats. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, is he in the Tampa? Are they in the FanDuel house? Do they do it in here? <laughs> Someone. Yeah, I was a little was bit. I was distracted there. Was that in our <laughs> studio? <laughs> they have the same wood. They got great taste. If they do. Wood. I don't know who got it first, us or them, but good idea. I apologize. Some good wood. Great wood. That could be in the box truck as well. <laughs> wow. Anyways, that shout out to Golf Subpar Podcast. Love them. Uh, I'm going to be a fan moving forward. AJ already is, but he, he you know, he did kind of. You're saying he just kind of was was describing it. It wasn't meant to be a shot. I mean, you could take it as a shot if you want, but it, all the things he said, like, okay, it's not nice. Well, all right, well, it's a football stadium. It actually, like, the field, the lo- even though the, the away locker room isn't huge, like, it's still nice. Nothing's run down about it. The stadium's not run down. It's still nice. But, yeah, they have bleacher seats because you can, you can fit more people in. It's like every college stadium. They're not – sometimes they're not, they don't look as big. Like, they can look very similar to an NFL stadium from the outside, but NFL stadiums usually have the bleachers. So, yeah. how many – you can fit 65,000 seats compared to – 
90,000 people if you had bleachers problems. Yeah, well, and they're thinking about comfort and, you know, the entire thing in it. It's not what, what it's about. It's about getting as many fan, of your fans in the stadium as you can. Listen, so I, listen, oh, I yeah. agree. I want to let you know. But these Colts fans that have been uh, privy to these seats oh, in operation oh, at Lucas yeah. Stadium, if Jim Mercer was like, you know what, brother, we're going bleachers, we're going <laughs> to... We're going to turn this into a, a gladiator, gladiator type, you know, Roman. We're going to have 150,000 people in here. Indian, the people that have been sitting in these seats with these chairs, with this thing, they'd say absolutely no way. I think that's what I was most impressed by is, you know, there are spots, club seating, I think, where there's seats yeah. and there's suites yeah. and everything like that. But there is a lot of bleachers. That thing was packed out week 17, no playoffs on the line. People sitting on top of each other to get in there. You know, it's like it's – um. It's like a mythical place yeah. in the world of football. I still think of Steve Sable, you know, oh, talking wow. in the original NFL films about the frozen tundra, and you're going out to a thing. It's it's much different than everywhere else, including that Viking stadium that is gorgeous. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's. I understand what Thielen's saying, but he did shit on Lambo a little bit. Yeah, and he what he didn't bring up is it's a nine-mile hike from the away visiting locker room to the field. I mean, it really? is a hall. You gotta walk, and then you go down this little tiny hallway that's cement, you gotta like not slip. I mean, it is <laughs> it is not the same experience, I'd assume, for the Packers as it is for away. But when you, as soon as you get on that field to AJ's point, it's like, this is fucking Lambo, dude. Yeah. This, this is pretty cool, but I like the one kind of going out. This place stinks. There's a certain section of Heinz that's bleachers. I do like the, I do like the chairs. Uh, they are. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, a little different. Chairs are yeah. Mostly the bleacher section is not protected from the wind at all. The, ble- the chairs are nice. Well, Lambo's very chilly. Yeah. Very breezy up there as well. The big house is all bleachers. Yeah, you're literally sitting on top of each on other. On top there. of each other. It's brutal. Wait till, hey, they're going to get good again, too. Hey, well, Michigan's going to get good again, that's too. That's right. Nah. I don't know about that. Yeah. Harbaugh, six what? or seven what more years. He signed an extension. <laughs> yeah. Sure they're going to be good. What are you talking about? Look at that. He's worried. You heard the Ohio State worry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, you nervous? You guys lose Justin Fields? You guys think, oh, no, we're going to stink? Is that, you think Michigan's going to come through and drop the M down there on the O, Donna? Yeah. Huh? Are they going to dot the I, huh? Is that oh. what they're going to do? Is that what you're worried about over there? I'm not worried about it. I mean, it's it's good for football when Michigan Ohio State is like a legit rivalry, and Michigan is is good all year and has a bunch of wins heading into that game. So no, I'm not worried. I want Michigan to be good. Did I tell you? I, I I walked into um, Fox Sports headquarters on an NFL Sunday or something like that. You know, I got to sit with fans that probably won uh, the auction from your golf outing to go <laughs> yeah. sit out there, and uh, it was very fascinating. I thought I was going in there for to potentially. You know, maybe like uh, meet some people, be on some hands. be on one of their kickoffs because they have two kickoff shows or whatever. I thought that's what it was not what I was there for at all. Apparently, I sat in a corner with fans and then got a chance to eat their buffet and then I <laughs> I got a chance to look at stuff and then I went home. It was you know I actually recorded a uh, a for the brand video and while I was yelling, I got yelled at because there was other stuff going on. Told me to pipe down, so I actually had to go all the way outside. I mean, it was a real scene. But as you walked in there, that big ass robot, what's his name, Cletus? Yeah, the robot. Mm-hmm. On his chest, it said it was a countdown in days to Ohio State, Michigan. Like, it, it was a countdown in days to Ohio State, Michigan. They're like, oh, this is a massive game or whatever. That that game is one that is talked about, I think, by a lot of people because of how, you know, cool it is and everything like that. But that has been a one-sided affair for some time now. That thing has come back. 
Harbaugh's going to be the guy to do it. Yeah. Now maybe he won't be because he hasn't he hasn't done it yet, right? There hasn't really been a close one yet. Yeah, there has not been. Uh, the Bears tried to trade Nick Foles, but nobody wanted him. Right says uh, Kaplan at Kaplan NFL. Allegedly during um, this entire process of getting Justin Fields and I assume Andy Dalton and everything like that, the Bears were trying to trade Nick Foles and they were trying to do that strictly because the way his contract is set up, if they trade him, they save like $13 million or something like that. I believe we have the picture of the contracts actually. If Nick Foles is traded pre-June 1... Oh, Pulling we, it up now. No, we don't have okay. Oh, shit. It's like $12 million, though. Is this a reps thing, too, potentially? Uh, what's that? As far as, like, Justin Fields getting reps, like, hey, we don't need Foles here stealing reps. No, I think it's just like, hey, this was fun. Let's try to save some money. And if we cut him, it's going to cost us, like, $17 million. If we trade, it saves us $14 million. They allegedly tried to move Nick Foles. They weren't able to do it. Now Nick Foles knows that. I assume he was in the loop the entire time. Justin Fields is going to be a starter day one. Andy Dalton's going to be the backup. I feel like the Bears are ready to try to make this run at this thing. And if they don't, Nagy, Pace, or Fired Fields as a new offensive coordinator new head coach and then they might get into the cycle routine again but it does feel like Nick Foles is no longer a real thought for the Chicago Bears hopefully big swing and Nick will go somewhere where he gets a chance to run a little magic again yeah possibly Green Bay who knows yeah I was thinking that they may Nick Foles signed a three-year $24 million contract with the Chicago Bears including a $8 million signing bonus if he gets now go to the next one It's kind of hard now that everybody knows you were trying to trade him. Like, if you want him, you're going to wait until they cut. Yeah, well, Kaplan broke this news. I assume that Pace did not know. Okay, so here we go. So a uh, pre-June 1st trade in 2021, the dead cap hit would be 5.33 million. Um, If they released him before June 1st, the cap would be $14.33 million. Okay, so that's that's $9 million saved there. Post-June 1st, if they were to trade him, the next year cap hit would be $2.6 million. If they were to release him post-6-1, it would cost them $11.66 million next year. So they want to trade him bad. They do not want to cut him, but everybody on earth knows that if they trade him, they have to pay him that money as well so who knows what's going to happen with Nick Foles but the Bears are probably not thrilled that old Kaplan released that information or maybe they want it out there so other teams call about potentially getting Nick Foles I guess so if you pick up Nick Foles and you have to take his contract what do you owe one year is it 11 mil that's his dead cap hit so I think it's two more years on that thing 2021 and 2022 I believe yeah 2022 also has a dead cap hit of uh, $2.6 million if he's released after June 1st, and then two point six if he's traded. So 2022 only really gets hit post-June 1st release or trade. Yeah, so you, you're going to eat an $11.6 million dead cap if you cut him after June 1st, right? Yeah. That's it, rough. Like, can they find a way to – we know how contracts aren't contracts, how they – Void years. Can you do anything before you cut a guy? Once again, if you're Nick Foles, why would you do that? Yeah. There's no reason at all to do that. Uh, this is like Matt Ryan. You know, he's yeah. he's owed like a hundred million. Now, granted, uh, Teddy Bridgewater redid his contract so he could get traded. Yep. He's like, I'm sick of this. Probably, I'm sick of the situation. Let me go ahead and try to compete here with Drew Locke, even though allegedly they're still in conversations. Who knows what the hell's going to happen over there? But like Matt Ryan owed a hundred million. And they're like, well, he could restructure his contract and get traded. It's like, I'm not. No, no, no. <laughs> How would you owe me $100 million? Like, yeah. There's no way I'd be able to do Well, it's good for the team. It's like, well, my team, you know, the Ryan family, yeah. uh, $100 million is good for our team. You ever think about that? Never think about that. 
Is there? I mean, is there anywhere for Nick Foles to go? Like, see, at this point, basically everyone who's needed a quarterback, I yeah. feel like they've basically addressed that. So, like, is there anything they can do to get rid of him? Maybe the Colts. Relax, dude. There's no Carson reason. needs him. Texans, maybe. What if Frank Reich brought the band back to hell? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> the winning formula, like a roll. Yeah, it, that's going to be what what drives Carson. Like, hey, Carson, now Nick's going to watch you win a Super Bowl ring. Ooh. Oh, hey, they drafted someone, right? Who? Coles. Yeah, Ellinger. Ellinger. He's a winner, by the way. Rest in peace to his brother. Yeah. yeah. God, that was sad. It's hell to hear about. Just soup. I mean, that is. That's just, I don't know what happened. I don't, I don't, but that is sad, man. Mm-hmm. Too many people passing away these days. Mm-hmm. Let's hope that never happens again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Derek in Indiana. What's going on, Derek? Yo, Pat, what's up? Yo! Here we go! Here we go! Here we go! Yo! Yo! Here we go! Here we go! What's going on, dude? Yo, I have a room or a question. Yo! What's going on, man? All right. Fuck Mary Kill, Lambeau Field, Heinz Field, Gillette Stadium. Thank you, Derek. I appreciate that. Let's go to Adam in Maine. What's going on, Adam? Good job. Hey, hey guys, how are you guys doing today? Not too shabby. How are you? Yes. I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much, Pat, for making SmackDown a hundred times better with your commentary. Whoa, whoa. Um, I don't believe in that. And by the way, I just want to see Jake Paul get knocked the fuck out in the first yeah. round, man. Oh. Okay, against who? Jake Paul? You want to see Jake Paul get knocked? Who's he fighting? Floyd Money Mayweather. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. It's Logan Paul. Yeah. 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 Uh, who cares? <laughs> Tony. Oh. Tony. Listen, no. Logan Paul, Jake Paul, top Same. promoters in the game right Same now. Same thing. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, I agree. Top I agree. promoters in the game right now. Jake, I Jake, I believe, probably won. Won a Logan Paul at this particular moment uh, on the internet. And then in real life, Floyd is the and Connor. And everybody's involved yes. in this. Yes. So this is absolutely massive. The gotcha hat, I assume, sold two million of them as soon as he dropped that. Yep. They're, they're at the top of that thing. I do believe Floyd's going to win this. But A.J. Hawk said Logan Paul potentially knocks out Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Isn't that what you said? Just takes one is what he said. No, I did not ever say that. I would not ever say that. Uh Logan Paul is going to be much bigger. I think what, said that. Is his, they're going to let him be yeah, 190 yeah. pounds. I think that's his max. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I think so. No, he's not going to knock him out, obviously. Floyd, nobody can ever hit Floyd. So we'll see what happens, man. But Jake and Logan, too, it feels like they're both competing with each other to be like the biggest influencer. So these guys are going to continue to try to one up each other. You know what? I actually, now I've followed the Pauls here for a while because their business is unbelievable. But. I feel like it's nice that they have actually combined. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Logan, obviously, to bring Jake to that press conference, that is a combined effort there. Like, hey, let's go ahead and try to take this whole thing over. And then Floyd, I think, potentially, to your point, asked, hey, Connor, any way you could potentially get involved here, let's just go ahead and take this to the moon. The amount of money they are going to rake in for this entire thing is absolutely unbelievable. But Floyd's going to win. Uh, and I think it's because Logan Paul of the Paul brothers, I'm not sure he's as dedicated to boxing as Jake is. I think Jake like loves the game. Like, yeah. I think he loves the boxing game. Logan 
you know, he has an incredible podcast, TV, he does everything, and he's also going to fight Floyd fucking Mayweather. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Because it's an exhibition, do you think it might, you know, go to the scorecards and then they set up the second one to make it even bigger by no, chance? No, because Floyd's never lost. Floyd can't lose. But yeah, that's but it's an exhibition. exhibition. doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. I've seen his, if, I, if these odds are correct, I still uh, don't Floyd's think Floyd. minus 100,000. So. Okay. <laughs> So maybe take maybe, Logan. Yeah. maybe take the flyer on Logan. <laughs> Why not? Let's get to a break. Adam Thielen will join us on the other side. Adam Thielen, fresh off a subpar podcast interview, where he said that Lambo stinks. Whoa! We'll ask him about that and how his offseason is going and what he's got going on in his life. Can't wait to chat with Thielen. He's always a good conversation, and he's got to answer some questions. Because these Packers fans have already been through enough. All right? Thank you. With this whole Schefter, Rogers, Packers, he's gone, he's in, he's gone, he's gone. What's going on? Stuff. Can't do it anymore. Now you got Thielen coming out and being like, oh, you think it's worse? Let me go ahead and dump some gasoline on here. (laughs) Oh, he stinks. Whoa. AJ Hawk joining us. Yeah. Everybody's here. We kick off hour three with some breaking news via Ian Rappaport. At Rapsheet is tweeting that the Jacksonville Jaguars are planning on signing Tim Tebow back. Yeah! Tebow back. Tebow back. He's playing tight and Tebow back, dude. Let's go. Uh, The Jaguars, head coach Urban Meyer, who coached Tim Tebow at the University of Florida when they had a lot of success together and just bought a house right next to Tim Tebow, is allegedly going to sign Tim Tebow within the next week to their tight end uh, room. Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback. Timmy Tebow is the tight end. Urban Meyer is the head coach. And Schlegel is the strength and conditioning guru. Look out for the Jags to win the next six to seven Super Bowls. I have no idea how Tim Tebow is going to be as a tight end. I would assume he's going to do well. I feel like he is a very athletic person. I think he could always catch well. I'm not sure if that was ever the problem. His throwing motion was called into question on a very regular basis with a lot of outcomes of his throws being six to ten yards off, potentially. He goes into baseball, succeeds. Okay. Oh, had, yeah. a, had a successful yeah, sure. professional mm-hmm. uh, career. Never made the majors, but he did play AAA, with, hit a couple bombs. Now he's back in football in a locker room. I'd assume Urban Meyer is like, if he wants to play tight end, cool. Let's go ahead and just get him in here. This is a guy we want to build a foundation around. I assume they're not going to be skipping OTAs, especially with what Thielen just said about the Minnesota Vikings going back to the building next week. Tim Tebow down there. It's a beautiful thing. I'm pumped up about this, A.J. Hawk. I mean, I think everyone's pumped up, aren't they? Do you know any of the other tight ends on the roster there in Jacksonville? Like, what does it look like? What's this competition look like? Well, there is no competition. It's Tim Tebow. That's right. right. Okay, so TE1. T.E. Bo. Okay. <laughs> so that's, I think, how it's going to go. Who knows if he's going to make the roster? Who knows if he's going to be good, honestly? He's going to have to play. Hey, if he wants to make the roster, though, Pat, he's going to have to play special teams most likely. Tight end will probably have to play special teams unless he's T.E. 1. If he's tight end 1, he doesn't have to. But if he's backup tight end, would have to be probably in some sort of special team, which, by the way, Urban Meyer, he expects a lot of people to play special teams. I think that's kind of his thing. The NFL is a bit different, but he has been, you know, trying to take a little bit of that mentality to the NFL. I think Urban Meyer's going to do well. Why do I think that? I, I have no idea why I think that, to be honest. But I, I just, I think I think he's going to do well. And I think getting Tebow in the building is a good idea. 
right? And this is just me uh, hanging out with Tebow one time, mm -hmm. two times actually, in the lobby. How you doing? Keep it moving. Oh, yeah, national championship. Full dap up. How yep. you doing? Comes over, nice. chats with us, okay? So this lobby, we're invited down there uh, to do college game day, and then the, the simulcast or whatever, where we run around the field, Steve Levy, Dan Orlovsky, Adam and me, and just kind of run around their thing. But the lobby was like a, uh, it was one of those events that you go to. Sure. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Black tie. Toity, toity. Yeah, it was like a, boo a bourgeois sea mm -hmm. of sports ah. media diner. You know what I mean? Now, I was potentially on cloud 40 to 50, <laughs> nice. you know, sleeveless down there. There's a lot of mingling going on, handshaking, people are doing their thing. We just sat down at this one table. We're watching TV, having a good time. Place is packed. Tebow and his crew are walking through. Literally, and this is no exaggeration, looks over, just beelines right for me and oh. Foxy. And I'm literally sitting there like, is Tebow coming to us right now? <laughs> Comes right over, full dap up, full conversation. Tebow, great to see you. Damn. Says says he's been he, he loves following along with what we're doing. I, I return the favor to him. And then he leaves and he walks away. And everybody in there had to be like, how fucking Stooge McAfee? How <laughs> was he the only guy Tebow came and talked to? Because you got to remember, ESPN was ran by Tim Tebow. Mm -hmm. For a long time, Tim Tebow and LeBron James were ESPN. Him getting back in your building, from my interactions, is good for the building. Will he make the team? I think we have no idea. AJ, we have yeah, no we have we have no clue what he's going to be like as a tight end. What he's yeah, how he moves now. You, he has, you assume he still moves great. He looks good. He's been in shape for a long time. Yeah, there's not going to – I don't think there's like any – negative outcomes of bringing Tim Tebow into your locker room. Like well, he's only going to spread some positivity with guys. Well, Tebow mania there became a thing where teams weren't interested, I think. And that never gets talked about. You know, like when Tim went to Philly and New England and it's, New it's York. It's your backup. It's like you don't want to have your other players in the team answer questions about your backup. Bingo. That's what I'm saying. Like in, in, And I've talked about this at length. Like people might not like this, but this is just how the NFL is. If you are potentially labeled a distraction or considered a distraction, it is very difficult for that label to get off because all anybody's trying to do is win games. Now, granted, be who you can afford to be definitely weighs in there. You know what I mean? Like, if you can do that and you're, like, you do what you got to do. But for Tebow, whenever, and I don't think this was his fault, by the way. Now, granted, he was really good, seemed to be like the greatest human of all time. But the media hype around him everywhere he went. I think it got to a point in the NFL where everybody's like, we're not bringing this guy. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not, the Patriots, they even had to answer questions about it, you yeah. know? And Bill Belichick's like, I'm not talking about the, blah, that whole thing. It's just, I, I don't know if it's going to still be like that right now. I don't think it's a bad thing because the world is much more like that. And the Jaguars might be trying to, you know, Trevor Lawrence is already a superstar. So it's not like yeah. he's sitting on any Trevor Lawrence media or anything like that. But I think he was labeled a distraction at the end of his first run in the NFL. I don't think it would have ever been like as glorious as you know i don't think it would have been like an incredible i don't i'm not saying he would have won on to win super bowls and all this shit but i think towards the end it was like now nah, let's keep him out of here but i think him going in there is good it won't be a distraction i'm not sure I, I think we'll see and my question would be how how quickly will will the jags know like if he's gonna make the team or not they'll, they'll probably know before they put pads on well we talked about this last week yeah. urban and uh tim were yeah. playing Talk yeah. Yeah. yeah come on all right they're neighbors that's why urban can still sling that thing right mm -hmm. didn't we yeah. yeah we put up some film on urban throwing that thing around Spinning it. he can spin it so he probably got a pretty good feel you know what i mean probably back shoulder on old tim well, i assume if he knows he's signing tim he's thinking tim's gonna have at least 65 catches a thousand yards and 10 yeah. touchdowns next year <laughs> i mean we're not fucking around here you know like what are we bringing him in why for, are you, you know? why are you I'm putting serious? those expectations uh, on james O'Shaughnessy 
is the tight end for the Jags. Correct. He has a career 88 receptions. The other three tight ends have a combined 14. So Tebow's getting reps. He's James catching the ball. 28 for 262 last year. Yeah. O'Shaughnessy. Plus, they're neighbors. You think Urban's yeah. going to want to walk out of his front lawn, grab the paper, and have Tebow, you know, staring at him like Tim's going to be the halftime the entertainment, too. He's going to dance on top of the water oh, of man. those pools. No, okay. Listen, <laughs> enough Tony. with the Jackie Moose stuff, okay? That is, he does not deserve that, what Roll you just did there. Jesus, too, though. He's going he's gonna to dance on top of the water. He, he kind of tied everything together. Yeah, but hold on. Easterby, I mean, listen, that's True. his gimmick. We know that. Tim Tebow's not going to infringe on anything. But it, it, Tim Tebow, even if he goes on to become like an assistant or back at, you know what I mean? Like maybe he was, oh, I remember I love football. This is why I'm here. That whole thing, you know? I think that's what Urban's hoping. I think Urban's hoping like, uh, like listen, Boss Con. He might stink, okay? I threw the ball to him in the backyard. He couldn't catch a thing. All right, maybe maybe he's like that, but... He's your hawk's hands. When he gets in here, imagine him and Schlegel, okay? Mm-hmm. Imagine him and Schlegel Show. as a tag team motivating these boys Ooh. to go out there and win some games. Has Schlegel met him yet? Has he talked to him? You, you also potential insider to that situation sure. as well. Let's see if you hold off here on any information that could help the show. But what, what has Schlegel talked to Tebow? And is, has, he, has Tebow reached out for the conditioning uh, program yet? I have not. Uh, I don't think he's talked to Tebow yet. I think I told you on the show last week. I texted Schlegs and told him like Tebow said he's going to out squat you and double your deadlift, which Schlegel is like a deadlift champion. And nine hours later, when he got out of the weight room, Schlegs just texted me, "Ha ha ha ha!" like seven hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that guy's awesome, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's doing great. He's he is. I've said it before. He is in his element, motivating dudes down there, just putting individual plans together for each each individual player like he's yeah he's invested is did you know this is what he wanted to do and i should know more about this guy paisan i apologize i got one text message from you it was one of the best text messages i've ever got in my entire life i should did he go in the nfl yeah he was a third round pick to the jets play yeah he played there and he played in cincinnati somewhere else bounced around for a little bit i don't know exactly how many years he played but yeah rock hard hit and then it Oh, like you. Like no, you. no. Schlegs another level. Talk to any offensive lineman that came to Ohio State during Schlegs' time. So he had to transfer in from the Air Force Academy. So he had to register a year. So he played scout team defense and just gave concussions to all of our <laughs> offensive linemen. Like running backs, fullbacks. Like he couldn't take on a lead because Schlegs would put dudes out. <laughs> so he was a crown of the helmet, you know, old school USA, be pre-USA football guy. I mean, I, he's hitting you with every part of his head. <laughs> okay, so good player. Okay, he's not going into the Hall of Fame, but had a great career. At what point did you know, like, this guy's going to be a good strength coach? Was that all along? Was he always, like, gigantic meathead with a a super shovel head as well? Well, yeah, he actually grew up working out with Ronnie Coleman, like nine-time Mr. Olympia Ooh. down in Texas. So, Schlegs has been known Ronnie forever, and there's videos of Ronnie lifting, and that's, like, where Schlegs would go. He, he wears, like, the con- – he wears the, the boots and cut off jean shorts and deadlifts 985 at a time. Like, that's just who he is. What's that Jim in Columbus they have that documentary about? Oh, um, you know who I'm talking about. I know. Now, Louis Simmons. He's the guy. You just. It's like a bulldog or something. Um, I don't know why I just blanked out. But yeah, Louis Simmons is the guy, like the architect of that whole. You yeah. might get kicked out of Columbus. Yeah. I, I, like, that's what it felt like while I was Serious watching this defense. documentary. So, this Jim. It's this... West Side Barbell? West Side yeah. Barbell. Yeah, that's probably it. And is that the guy's... That's it. 
Oh, thank you. Uh, now you know, huh? <laughs> now that he said it, I remember. Yeah, of course. There's a documentary about it. They, you, I guess they've created like four or five of the strongest humans on earth or whatever out of this one gym. And it's just meathead city. It's bricks. It's There's no lights, really. There's People go in there. He said that at one point somebody tore their ACL or something or oh. something was bleeding. And they forced them to go back in there and finish their squat or their deadlift or whatever. It's like this Jeez. legendary place. Yeah. I, I wonder... You know, long-term effects of that, but I would love, I would love to be able to be one of those people, dude. There's some people that are like addicted to to lifting weights and like going going absolutely. Here. I've tried in my head to get to that point numerous times. I'm like, how cool would it be to just put like three hours a day in? And try to see if I could have the strongest legs of all time, which mm-hmm. is what they ha- what you have to do there. Yeah, in in like the upper body, they do that entire thing. People have broken their arms and they had to do stuff or whatever. That is a really fascinating thing. You got to beat the fuck out of yourself to do that. Schlegel's addicted to it, huh? He like loves the gym, loves absolutely crushing weights and everything like that. Yeah, he loves just motivating people too. Like that's that's like his calling. So that's why and I think they've had plenty of people in their facility working out too over the last month and a half. So he's got to to kind of who knows okay. how close he can get to them, but he can put plans together for them. Okay, so we can cover two things there. Do you want to cover how close somebody can get to somebody or the amount of people that are at the building first, AJ? Do amount of people there. Okay, so we'll cover the the how close people can get. Bob Sala had somebody hug Zach Wilson because they couldn't <laughs> get close to him to see how big of a person he was before uh, when they were doing a virtual workout to see if they thought his upper body was big enough to handle the NFL. Had Fred Warner, former BYU stud, I believe, uh, who was a friend of Bob's. Bob Sala says, hey, Fred, can you go hug Zach? We got a little bit of worry about him being a child. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And Fred gives him a hug, I guess, and says, like, nah, he's good. He feels like uh, about Patrick Mahomes or whatever. They're like, okay, cool. They go on when they couldn't be around each other. They had to send in secret agent yeah. hugs secret, uh, by Fred Warner there. And uh, that would be a mile close. Did you hear about this, AJ? This is all. This is news to me. No, this makes sense, though. But, hey, it's a lot of pressure on Fred Warner if Zach Wilson doesn't hold up. How many people <laughs> did he hug before the Zach Wilson hug to gauge – how big a hug should be. You know what I mean? True. How many how many hugs did he do where it was, was it was it both arms? Pat, think about it though. Both arms or did you dap him up with one arm? What'd you what'd you do? Fred probably has his wife. Come here, let me see. Alright. Alright, so that's too small then probably. Uh-huh. And then he has like maybe friend. Okay. Oh, that's real big. That's, pretty big. that's real big. Okay. Uh average size stooge. Can you come here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's about it right there. All right. <laughs> so and then he walks over to Zach, you know, walks over to Zach. And he's like, hey, what's ah, what's going on, man? Come on in. Oh, OK. We got we're in business here. Congrats. You're a jet, pal. <laughs> All right. See you later, man. Have a good one. That's probably what happened. That's pretty much how it went. Yeah. Go for Zach Wilson. Good body suit. Yeah. Fred Warner, hell of a hugger. Yeah, you also think Zach was like, man, what, why the hell are you hugging me, Fred? No, the bodies. Everybody yeah. knows. Everybody knows Fred's the best mother hugger. Ever. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's, if you need a hug done, Fred will get the job done. Call Fred. Uh, so we're not going to talk about that then. Okay, so that's close. That was that story. The amount of people. Allegedly, there's 50 people at the Patriots OTAs right now. Hell yeah. Uh, there's people in Jacksonville. We just heard from you. You broke that news because Schlegel Thielen said, it seems like we're probably going back yeah. to the building next week. This all comes after a Tom Brady speech, uh, oh. allegedly on a call that was telling everybody not to do that. So just like we had thought, 
it was going to be very difficult to get everybody on the same page, even though there have been calls for that from the highest inside the NFLPA. That was just never, you know, reasonably going to happen, I don't think. And now it's like kind of coming to that point. Although I do believe uh, that the players had a point where they thought the lead up to the season was much better than an OTA completely off, then all the way back on for their bodies. So maybe this will spur some change down the road, hopefully, but this ain't going to change. And we knew that, right? There was no way. Valley, valiant effort, okay? <laughs> valiant effort, but we knew this wasn't going to happen, AJ. Well, especially with Tom coming out and, and making the statement that they need to kind of stick together. I, I thought that could could gain some traction Me could too. Help, but the problem i think i feel like the damage is already done what is it you can't put the old toothpaste back in the tube can you pat once you already have 40 50 guys in there you, you're not going to convince all of them to not to stop going you know because toothpaste will although it is a, a little thicker substance it won't hold together enough no. for you to push no. it back no. in and just like this situation there's already 50 people in new england so and there's people other places i guess so uh, you go three days or two days, however many days it has been that they've been there, this speech is heard, and they're like, ah, oh, fuck, okay, we got to bounce out. But we also, the people that opted out last year did all basically get yeah. cut. Yeah. You see the coaches The coaches are standing at the exit, like, oh, what's up, guys? Where are we going? What are you doing? Still got, still got two hours left today. Hey. I haven't slept at home for the last four months waiting for this day. Okay, I've been watching drills on top of drills on top of drills of how we can make you the best you you could possibly be on the field. Because although you might like time off and at home, I don't. That's why I'm a coach. So I love that we're fucking doing these OTAs again. And especially after last year, all that Zoom shit. Uh-uh. We got laser pointers back. We got fucking dry erase boards. We got a lot of shit, pal. Yes. Let's go ahead and have a good time this OTA. Here we go. Yeah. Hey, here we go. 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 You want to go home and be with your family? Oh, is that nice for you? That's nice for you. I don't want to do that. No. I want to coach you up. I want to win a Super Bowl. You know Lombardi? Hey, Lombardi? That's what I want to do. Finish. That's what coaches are doing. Oh, yeah. Well, and one of the special teamers for New England, when teams started opting out, they said, hey, look, if Bill tells us to report, we're going. Yeah. And we kind of saw that all along, but. Uh huh. Hey, Pat, what what you just did. That was just like a that was an accurate representation of a lot of coaches when you come back for the first day of off season workouts when they all of a sudden they got forty seven new drills that they they traveled around the country that they found that we're going to do and none of them ever work and you always go back to what you just did before. Well, I thought it was going to work. You know, seen, you can see how I could think maybe a little bit of a shift. drill. You get your eyes in the right spots, right? But apparently it doesn't work. We can never know that. But let's move along here. We'll go back to the basics. Let's go three counts. Yeah. Woo! Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Because they only have like they only get like fifteen minutes, so they're so they're, they're about to have a heart attack because they're trying to get everything in, and then it doesn't work. Like, oh. And then the equipment managers, by the way, who were tasked with setting up all the pads in a. He's, ha- he's been having them practice that, too, for the last two and a half months that the players aren't there. Specific way. Hey, as soon as it moves, you need it right back as soon as it moves. You can watch those two. We need somebody watching these two. All right, and the, the quarterback tackle thing, we need that thing to be in the, this exact spot here, okay? Because they got to come around the corner. So if it moves at all, we need that to be moved back. And the equipment managers are like, oh, fuck, this drill is going to stink. First person goes through, kicks the pad, kicks the pad, tackles the thing, slides. Then they got the equipment managers moving it, and the coach has just been waiting. Like, let's go. Come on. We we talked about this. Those are awesome. I love it. I, I used to watch all those. They were awesome. Hey, that's like it's that's I don't know why it's so funny to me because I've lived through that. I think ten off seasons I lived through that same situation. It's beautiful. Like I've seen a lot of them. The poor, it's that, the poor equipment guys. I feel bad oh, for. They're, yeah, that's, they're that, the ones that get the brunt of it. That's who I hear the stories from. By the way, so like I'll watch a new drill or whatever's happening, 
And then me and Vinny are like, oh, that was interesting. And then later in the middle of practice, you know, after we got all our work done, you know, all of mm-hmm. it, can't punt 4,000 times. What do you want us to do, dude? It's a three-hour practice. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, we can only do so much. So halfway through practice, you walk over to the equipment managers. It's like, hey, saw individual drill, man. That was a fucking uh, shell hunt. They're like, was it? <laughs> yeah. I got an email last night telling me this is the exact amount of feet that these bags need to be away from each other because these coaches, every little thing, you know, hey, every there's going to be no stone unturned. We're going to get the edge as much as we can. Those are people that are addicted to winning, addicted to football. Their entire life revolves around it. That's why anytime a player gets into it, I'm like, okay, they must love the game because when you're a coach in the NFL, you either got to act like you're doing stuff or do stuff 21 hours every single day. And uh, there's only so many jobs for that entire thing, you know, and they love those off-season workouts. Golly, that was awesome to watch. You guys, these guys having to go through these bullshit drills. It's so mad. Just so mad. And then everyone's And then they're yelling at him. Hopefully you have a couple of vets at least, and you can just kill your coach telling them, oh, where'd you pick this one up, Texas A&M? They always travel around and watch different things. Like I remember they went. different coaches would go to Texas A&M when Johnny Manziel was there when defensive coaches would try to learn how do you stop the zone read and the RPO situation. And then – so they would have these unbelievable plans that they would learn at these different college campuses. Oh, that's awesome. Just thinking of like six, seven, eight-year vets listening to this coach. Like, I saw this down in Texas A&M. We're going to try it out. You get the fuck out. All right. By the way, they were right, though. Like, they were, hey, these RPOs are going to come. Yeah. I, we used to do play action, but the RPO is going to come. I think now, I honestly believe that, like, for instance, Tony Fields, we talked to him uh, before the draft. He got picked 193 or something. Wow. If that was accurate, I will I will walk it off. Yeah, I, you I are right say, on it. Yeah. I don't know if 193. It can't be. Can we find out when Tony Fields was drafted? 153rd. Oh, oh man. That middle. 1559. How do I fuck that one up? Oh, I was on a lot of edibles that day when he got drafted. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> He's basically as, a, as opposed to others, but yeah, continue. <laughs> yeah, but draft day. I mean, I was heightened. It, it was tough yeah. to get through <laughs> that. Had to enjoy it a little bit. But the he basically grew up in the whole RPO world. I think he's like ready for it. Now, like I think these younger linebackers, which that's means, all they know, which means there's going to be a change then, right? There's going to be a change then. Go back, to going back, Bob. It's going to happen, right? So what you think? I don't know if it's going to happen, man, because quarterbacks, you're not all of a sudden just going to go to statue quarterbacks that are all six foot seven and stand in the pocket. Well, Mac Jones, yeah, man, he's, Mac Jones. Right. Who? he's he walking. Move. Uh-huh. Got a touchdown, man. Dude, got a touchdown this pro day. Hey, he ran a four, six, eight. Come on. Give the guy a break. He did. I forgot he caught yeah, that. Yeah, he went yeah. up and got that. Yeah. That was a Navy play. That was a real throwback directly at Belichick. Too. And they were saying, hey, listen, people saying, I'm an unathletic stooge. Mm-hmm. Look at me. Yeah. Watch this. And also, look at this guy. Look how much fun he's having out there. He's playing because he of me. called that play. Oh, he loves the game. Yeah. Jeez. Shirt even stayed tucked in. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Lucky for him. I wonder if Bill Belichick <laughs> has seen the videos of Matt Jones having a good time in college. And just thought to himself, man, we're all there. <laughs> He'll sober up up here. Yeah. He's up here. We'll get it together. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The 
people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Uh, we got to transition now to another sport. Um, ladies and gentlemen, a man who is one of the biggest names in breaking basketball news. Yeah. A guy that we learned about via the internet. Mm-hmm. A man who has been our generation's inside. Yeah. It looks like he's potentially going to step into tomorrow's insider waters mm-hmm. in a rapid way because... He's already been shaking the entire thing up. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who works for The Athletic. Mm-hmm. He also works for the Stadium Network. Yeah. He is also a man who is very dialed in mm-hmm. in the NBA and in the NFL if need be. Ladies and gentlemen, the incredibly handsome insider to the insiders, Sham Sharon. Yeah! What's going on, Shams? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? You guys good? Well, we were trying to get a hold of you there, and uh, <laughs> we didn't call you until I had already started your intro. So I just said a lot of really good things about you, but you deserve all of them, Shams. NBA playoffs are happening. You're breaking news in the rap game as well. Let's talk about J. Cole, then let's get into the NBA playoffs a little bit, Shams. What's going on with J. Cole? How'd this whole thing work out? Let's do it. So for, I, I spoke to J. Cole's manager this morning, and he told me that J. Cole has been doing a five-week boot camp, training camp. Uh, over the last five weeks, he's been working with David West, um, several former uh, you know, NBA player Gary Clark, who just got cut by the Denver Nuggets, Jerome Robinson, who's played in the NBA, guys that you know, are able to help, help him really prepare for an opportunity like this. He's worked out with a trainer, Omar Kanani, who actually works full-time with several NBA players as well. So in J. Cole's mind, you know, it's interesting, the timing, right? He's going to play his first pro game on Sunday. He drops his album on Friday. Ooh, but wow. his camp wants to make it known. And his camp Smart. wants to make it clear, though, that it isn't a gimmick, that he is serious about playing basketball. We agree. He's serious about hooping. He's played ball. It just so happened that the timing, I mean, the timing did work out pretty perfect for him. <laughs> I think so. I think so, too. It is amazing. And shout out to J. Cole. I love it. Yeah. I hope he plays well. If he plays well in the Basketball Africa League for the Rwanda Patriots, is there a chance he potentially moves into G League maybe or maybe into the NBA or has that not been thought about? Pat, you're right on point. So what I'm told is he had conversations with G League teams. This is going back right before the G League bubble. So right now he's in the Basketball uh, African League bubble, which is also going to be a quarantine itself. He's in the midst of a – he's finishing up a four-day quarantine. He gets out of quarantine tomorrow. But it's just like, you know, the NBA's uh, bubble as far as when they were in Orlando and when they played the G League in Orlando as well. And so he did have conversations. I can't confirm there were some conversations held with him in the G League. If he plays well, has a couple 20-point games, you never know. Put him on the Pacers, dude. Who cares? Yeah. He's not going to win. We'll have fun. Let him – 
By the way, if he raps at halftime, fucking great yeah. news for Indiana. I mean, that'd be beautiful. Uh, I can't wait to see what he does. Go ahead, AJ. Hey, I'm curious about LeBron and his situation going in, moving into the playoffs and also his whole idea of the play-in game and Adam Silver. Like, what's the relationship like? and What's the, like, the rumors going around about it? So I'll answer the second part first. Um, I, I think, you know, That's LeBron fine. and Adam Silver's relationship, they, they're on a call basis. Like, if LeBron needs to speak to Adam, he'll reach out to Adam directly and vice versa. So – I don't think it's anything against them, but listen, let's let's look at it for what it is. I think the playing tournament was a great idea to make sure those teams in the bottom half of the conferences are really given some incentive to keep playing. And you see tanking go on year in and year out. I think this kind of stops that. Now you have a bunch of teams below the eight playoff seed. You have nine, ten in both conferences, and even eleven and twelve really fighting for that playing spot. And I think that's only a positive for the league. So it's tough that LeBron James's team, the Lakers will probably be in that playing situation. But at the end of the day, if they weren't, he probably would have a different tone. So I, I know Whoa, the Warriors, for geez. example. Well, what are you saying, Sean? Oh. Steph Curry, the Warriors, they're welcoming this playing tournament from what I'm told. They, they can't wait until they get in this playing round, which might be against the Lakers. So you, you're seeing a couple different types of mindsets here. The Lakers are more you know, they're, they're known, and, and last year they were at the top of the Western Conference. This year, not so much because of injuries. Anthony Davis finally looks like he's back like himself. And LeBron James, as I reported this morning, he is targeting his return for tomorrow against the Knicks. Okay, if here not, we go. If not, he will return on Wednesday. So LeBron James will be back either against the Knicks tomorrow or the Rockets on Wednesday. Is that in New York? That's in L.A. They got two oh, games back-to-back back in, in L.A. Oh, yeah. If that was in New York, I think he goes full go there. Mm -hmm. But since it's in L.A., he'll just kind of chill and not wait that out. Who's going to witness? Are the Lakers going to witness or the Nets? I heard the Nets were potentially in a little bit of trouble. They were losing games. But weren't, they, weren't people paying teams to get out of contracts to get to the Nets right now? And how do you see this whole thing shaping up? I mean, they were. Marcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, these are major all-star type guys that, that gave up money on the table. Marcus Aldridge gave up closer to $6 million, $7 million on the table to get a buyout to go to the Brooklyn Nets. He ends up obviously retiring because of health issues. Then Blake Griffin, he gives up upwards of 10 I think $13 million to go play for the Nets. So they've been able to get talent. Now it's just about putting it back and, and, and getting everyone on the same, same page. The return of James Harden is the biggest thing, Pat, that I'm looking at. When will that be? He said last week he will come back before the end of the regular season. Well, he has a couple games – I would look. I would really start his clock on Wednesday when the team is back at home against San Antonio and see if can he come back now that they're back at home. Go ahead, Gumpy. Shams, if it's not the Lakers coming out of the West because they can't get healthy, do you think it's the Clippers or do you think somebody else comes out of the West? I mean, I, th I think it's wide open. You know, I think if you look at Phoenix, Utah, I really think this is the year. Denver, right? Like, if, if, if Jamal Murray was healthy, Will Barton was healthy, I might – pick them as my favorite to win it all of course those guys are out so it's tough but they're still able to win games which to me you know probably solidifies Jokic as the MVP um, but I really believe that this year this NBA is wide open because even out east if James Harden Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving can't get on that same page come playoff time they've only had six five six games under the belt is that enough and can Milwaukee could could Philadelphia beat them and go to the NBA finals I think this year it is wide open and LeBron James will be back. I'm told he's had a couple good workouts, but how will he look once he's back? That's what we're I, wondering. That's what we're that's wondering. What we're wondering. That's what we're wondering. Because if he's not, 
90% LeBron James, 100% LeBron James, I can't see how this team is beating the Clippers um, in, oh, in a, a playoff series. They need they need LeBron James. Hey, why, why are they kicking uh, – do they hate German people in the NBA? Why why'd they kick Luka out for that bullshit? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> why are they doing – Why what, what is the re – what's the process of that whole thing? What's the fallout there? I mean, that was trash, dude. That guy deserves Pat. to play. He loves Don't. sport, man. He loves basketball. And they're, they're taking the game away from him for something like that? What a bunch of bullshit. I say man, nine. That's an NFL no hit. That's an NFL hit. That you can't you can't just chop down at someone's groin area in the NBA. Come on, Pat. Oh yeah, I didn't see it to be honest with you. <laughs> but I did I did hear that there was a lot of backlash potentially. I thought I was taking a stand for people yeah. and uh turns out I was wrong. What do you have, Connor? Yeah, Sean, since you are the insider to the insiders of the NBA, uh, have you God. been able to see Space Jam two yet? Some and what can we accept, expect here? I'm shocked. Yeah. I haven't some, seen some it yet. Not not sure. that, uh, <laughs> should be a, yeah, also I'll, I'll Say, Pat, Luca's not German. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Alex Dirk, dude. Yeah. Okay, there he's, got, he's got the soccer touch of a German player. Unbelievable yeah, yeah. the way he plays oh, yeah. out there, dude. I am so sorry. <laughs> Just get to it, will you, Sean? <laughs> Golly. Space Jam 2, I have not seen it, but I've heard it's nice. I have Ooh. heard Damian Lillard has a major role in the movie. So oh, there we go. Hulu kind of doesn't just have live sports. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. Hey, he's a great rapper. He is. Oh, yeah, Dame Dollar. Um, Big playoffs for, for Portland, too, Pat, mm-hmm. because you look at Dame, he needs to start winning. And I think he's starting to feel that if I can't get a winner here, you know, are we making the right moves? Are we, are we oh, doing no. the right things around this franchise? So where do you think he's going to end up at? Lakers? Is that what you're saying? He's on, he's on three, four-year max deal after this year. I'm just saying if Portland loses round one, you look at their coaching staff, you look at some of the roster moves, if they don't start tweaking things around Damian Lillard, I think you might start to hear him be a little more vocal. About oh, man. Oh, Madison he, Square Garden. What if he comes and Zion, by the way? Zion says he loves New York. Aside from New Orleans, <laughs> I love yeah. playing in New York, he said. Zion in New York would be insane. Is there, are, is there any groundwork being done for that or no? I mean, Pat, there's never been a player, a rookie player, that's passed on a max contract extension, which Zion Williamson will get in his hand. That's going to end up being, what, five years, 200 I mean, I, I don't see any way he's he's passing on a max rookie extension. So no, I, I could it happen after that? Well, can I, they I get can, in the I game then, Sean? Can you tell them like, hey, let's go, let's bring Dame Dollar down. Yes. Like, hey, if he's getting upset, let's get him down here. Hey, Blake, instead of paying thirteen million to go to the Nets, come relearn how to play basketball in New Orleans. Like, are they going to do that, or is it just like Zion's just going to sell tickets for them for a while, and then he's going to end up going somewhere to win? No, I mean, as far as New Orleans, they're going to try to add talent, but at the end of the day, they, you know, that's not a market that's going to be going and attracting Zion. free agents. They have, they have Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball is going to be a restricted free agent. He could leave oh, as a free agent. Lose. So they have, you know, they they're going to have some decisions to make this summer. Can't lose though. Can you text them and tell them can't do that? We need to bring a, bring a whole team there. Go ahead, Ty. Sean, speaking of Zion, what the hell's going on? I mean, you know, their VPs yeah. saying, hey, listen, everyone's hacking him. This is violence I haven't seen since Shaq was in his prime. He's got a broken finger. I mean, are they going to take gonna, care of their stuff? Yeah, are they going to officiate Zion differently? Or <laughs> what type what? of league we got yeah. over there? Just going to let him get abused I, out there. You got Luca I mean, getting kicked out for nothing. Zion's on. getting beat up. It's unbelievable. I don't know if this is more of a Zion thing or just a league-wide thing, right? I think I have heard GMs and other people on the league really upset at the officiating. I think that's going on 
all across the league. I think really? David Griffin coming out and saying what he said, I think that was more to support his guy Zion. Because I, honestly, if you look at a clip where Zion injured his, his finger, where he fractured his ring finger, that actually happened on a play where he was going for an offensive rebound. So to say that he got hurt because of officiating when he's going up for an offensive rebound, obviously I don't know where that coincides. But if you're David Griffin, you are the executive VP. He can take that 50K fine, which the NBA gave out over the weekend. So he's 50K lighter in, in the checkbook. But at the end of the day, he needed to make sure he stood up for, for his guy because that's been it's been a pretty disappointing year in New Orleans. And if David Griffin doesn't have the support of his star franchise players, uh, I think you know those guys are going to start looking around too. Well, Zion was shooting like 90% or something this yeah. year. Oh, yeah. He's unbelievable. He's so good. There was people out there saying he wasn't going to make it in college. And then there's people saying he wasn't going to make it in the NBA. He's an, he's an anomaly. He's going to make it. Uh, go ahead, Diggs. Shams, any chance uh, the Jazz or Sun uh, rest all their players for the rest of the year so that they fall a few spots and don't have to play the Lakers in the first round? Oh, super. Te- oh. I, I was literally talking about that with someone around uh, the Suns yesterday. And, and boy, just kind of, kind of joking, kind of joking. Like, would you guys rest all your players? Get, because the Lakers beat them without LeBron James. And so that's a bad sign. You got to get below so you don't have to play them. But no, I, do, I don't see them resting. Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley mm-hmm. most likely will continue to miss time going into the playoffs. But I don't think they're going to be intentionally tanking. Okay. Or at least I'm not. I'm not sure it's intentional. Shams, what kind of job do you think uh, Steve Nash has done? He, he steps in mm. year one as a head coach with, like, with this super team. Are we not going to know really what kind of coach he is until years down the road? I think you're going to first see how, how Steve Nash is coached during the playoffs. I think that's where the Nets and even even Milwaukee, I think, you know, Mike Budenholzer in Milwaukee, oh, these guys are going to be judged. Budenholzer? He's going to be judged in the playoffs. And if, if those guys aren't able to get it done in the playoffs, the microscope shifts to them. And I think Mike Budenholzer, he's yeah. been there for four years, five years. So the, the judgment will be a little harsher on him. Where if Steve Nash fails this first year, I think there'll be a little bit of leeway because of everything that's gone on. But listen, if Steve Nash isn't able to make the right adjustments, call timeouts at, at proper timings, oh, yeah. he's going to get that same type of, of, of critique as well. I've been saying Budenholzer needs to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Budenholzer actually yeah. does stay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, he's going to lose his job if the Bucks don't win it this year, unfortunately. Okay, well, I mean, that's a little negativity. Don't need that. Shams, you're the absolute <laughs> best, dude. Appreciate you guys as always, Pat. Following your lead, man. Keep working, man. No, we're following your lead because you're an insider, okay? You're right there at the tip of the storm. We're just kind of following behind the whole thing. We appreciate you for your service, pal. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Sharanya. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. The fact that you do every single day makes no sense to me, but I'm grateful for it. I enjoy the hell out of our time together. I hope you do as well. We're hitting a dead period right now, allegedly, but maybe some big shit will pop off tomorrow. Be a friend, tell a friend. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Monday night. We'll see you manana. Big week ahead of us. Let's enjoy it. Cheers.